This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Over 2 million men worldwide choose Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. For those that love the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all through additional guards lengths, sizes 1 through 4. And looks wise, it's sleek with a two-tone matte and gloss finish, even features a hot foil stamp, black chrome Manscaped logo. Show your more off loud and proud. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code State of Saints, and you will save 20% off of the Lawnmower 4.0, as well as other Manscaped items. That's manscaped.com. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. I want to say to everybody that uh, was giving me a shout out, wish me uh, well wishes uh, as I was dealing with the flu last week. Thank you all so much. Um, I'm feeling a lot better. Um, I'm excited uh, that I'm in a a clean bit of health as of right now still has a have an occasional cough uh but you know it's all good uh i'm here to talk to you all about the uh news that came out in new orleans uh when it rains it pours i guess um defensive end cam jordan uh was placed on a COVID 19 list and he is in jeopardy of missing his very first game i, I cannot believe i'm saying this uh cam jordan has played 11 seasons in the National Football League, and he's in danger of missing his very first game, not due to injury, uh, but, but due to COVID-19. Um, <laughs> but I tell you, man, it, the, the bad news is just coming left and right from the New Orleans Saints organization. It just seems like nothing good is coming out of Met, uh, Metairie right now off airline. It seems like everything is all bad. Like... <laughs> And now we have Cam Jordan, the guy who had never missed the game. He's going to possibly miss his first game uh, versus the New York football Jets. Um, but look, <laughs> Cam Jordan, this is a testament to how great this guy is. I know people have their, their comments about Cam Jordan these days. They have problems. They say that he leaves a lot to be desired. They talk about, you know, that 
They wish that he would be a little bit more active in games when it comes to the sack. Uh, but, you know, all in all, Cam Jordan has been an Iron Man for the New Orleans Saints. He's been right behind Drew Brees over the years as being the guy that you can count on uh, year in, year out, game in and game out, especially uh, since you see these other defensive ends that they get on the team. Uh, they just signed Tano Passanio, and he's missed a fair share of games. They drafted uh, Peyton Turner, and he's missed his fair share of games. He's on IR. Um, you think about Marcus Davenport. They drafted him a couple of years ago, and he's been in and out of the lineup. But Cam Jordan has always been there, and that's one thing that I have to say that I respect Cam Jordan uh, for being being up every single game, man, and ready to play. And that's a lot of snaps that uh, Cam Jordan plays. I want to say Cam Jordan usually uh, would have his snaps in about the 90 percentile. I mean, over 90 percent of the snaps that he would have on defense. And for 11 years, this guy has not been injured uh, to miss a game. That is absolutely remarkable. But there's a huge chance that he may miss the game. And, um, you know, they got a big game versus the Jets. And, you know, I know normally when you mention big games, you don't mention the Jets. But the Saints need this game in a major way because the Saints are on a five-game losing streak. Uh, they have not won a game in over a month in a month plus, and they need something to happen, man. The Saints need a spark. And um, this is no way a gimme game. You know, I seen the New York Jets play last week versus the Philadelphia Eagles, and those guys did not lay down for the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, I, kn I know that the Philadelphia Eagles ended up winning that game, but – the Jets played hard, and that's what I think they're going to do against the New Orleans Saints. So if any Saints fan believe that the New York Jets are on the marquee and the Saints are just going to have an automatic win and the Jets are just going to roll over for the Saints because the Saints are dealing with something, uh, you got another thing coming. Uh, Robert Sala, who is the head coach of the New York Jets, have these guys playing extremely hard, and they don't have all the talent that other teams possess but they still uh, try hard. They still play hard. And I got a lot of respect for those guys. No doubt about it. But uh, Cam Jordan missing this game is just an insult to Hendry. Uh, the Saints have been dealing with injuries all season long. That's why a lot of us are probably saying to ourselves, I can't wait uh, to get this season over with. Um, this has been a disaster of a season. The season that has so much promise post Drew Brees, uh, it seems like an absolute dumpster fire right now. And I've been hearing people talk about uh, how exciting this season is uh, to watch this year's New Orleans Saints. Uh, no disrespect to anybody with that take, but I have to disagree with that. Um, there's nothing exciting about watching your favorite team lose. All right, <laughs> maybe you know what I'm saying from a you know what I'm saying from a I guess from a, a, a sports fan standpoint or a reporter standpoint, maybe it is exciting, but not to me. Not from a guy that had watched this team lose their fair share um, growing up as a kid. I didn't see the Saints lose enough in my life. I want to see the Saints win as many games as possible. But that's just the way the ball bounces. I mean, it, it, people complaining about this season, complaining about what's going on, man, there's really nothing you can do about it right now. I mean, it is what it is. Um, that, that seems to be the slogan of this year's New Orleans Saints. It is what it is. Um, the only thing I ask for this team is to go out there and try hard. I want to see the New Orleans Saints roll over for no team, okay? If they're out there playing as hard as they possibly can against any team that they line up with, that's okay with me. I have absolutely no problem with that. I start having a problem when I see this team 
start to lay down for their competition, then I would have to say, well, this team, you know what I'm saying, I have to say I'm disappointed in them. But uh, all in all, um, this has not been a good season uh, for us in the Huda Nation. Uh, it's been plagued by injuries. That's why it's so hard for me uh, to sit up here and just completely just destroy the coaching organization and destroy this player and that player. I mean, this is not the team that the Saints thought that they were going to hit the field with. Uh, they thought they were going to have Jameis Winston. They thought they were going to have Kamara. They thought they were going to have Michael Thomas and so many other players. But they don't have those guys. So I'm not going to feel bad and, and talk about the team. And just because I'm upset, I'm blame everybody under the sun. This has been a rough year for everybody. And I guarantee you, it's, it's no rougher than those guys that's out there playing right now, as well as the coaching staff that felt like they had something going that can lead them to the postseason. So we're going to be talking about later on down the line about what direction the Saints need to go in. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about that in the future. Uh, but all in all, I just want to see this team play hard. And that's something that I just feel like, you know, they should be okay. As long as they don't quit, as long as they don't give up, I'll be okay with that. But thank you all so much, those that are in the chat. I heard somebody ask me, um, you know, is this show live? It is live right now. I'm, I'm live, as live can be. I'm talking to you all live. So uh, feel free to comment. Uh, put your uh, questions and comments inside of the chat, um, and um, we'll take it from there. I also, um, I also on a, I, this is very unconventional. Normally, I don't do this, but I'll even take some calls tonight. I know it's been a while since I did a show. Um, I've been dealing with an illness and uh, haven't really got a chance to really talk to everybody. Uh, really been doing recorded shows, and you know, I, I have not been in front of the uh, camera because. I was doing a lot of coughing in the background, uh, so I didn't want to be on camera doing that. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, put the link down in the chat. Feel free to uh, chime in. You can talk about anything you want to talk about. Uh, we can talk about Cam Jordan um, COVID-19 list. We can talk about the game versus the Jets. Or you can talk about some other things that you have a problem with or maybe something that you want to talk about with the Saints. Uh, but before I uh, put the link down in the chat, well, I'll do it right now. I'll go ahead and put the link down in the chat. Um, I want to give a special shout out to somebody um, that hit me up in my inbox. Uh, this individual hit me up in the inbox. Uh, was so much of a coward that he put the, the, in, the comment in the inbox and then blocked himself. So he didn't want me to respond. So I am on a personal mission, okay? Since this guy wants to hit me up and talk to me about my job, I want to go ahead and hit up his job about some of the things that he said towards me. So if anybody know this clown right here by the name of Jay Farrell, yes, I am going to give him a few minutes of my time. But he says, shut the F up uh, with your stupid A post about Winston is trash, the interception king. He's a wild monkey like yourself. That's why you're on his DB, Winston trash AF. So I want to give a special shout out to Jay Farrell uh, for using such a derogatory language and uh, borderline racism, um, you know, across the the timeline uh, of, well, of my inbox. OK, but, you know, I have no problem with people expressing themselves. The only thing I, ha I have to say to him is uh, the only problem I have is you didn't give me a chance to respond. OK, so don't be a coward and just throw the brick and hide your hand. All right. Make sure when you. You're using such racist diatribe. Make sure that you give me an opportunity to respond to you. 
and I guess this has something to do with the comments that I had about Jameis Winston uh you know and I felt that you know a lot of members of you know the who that nation uh there were supporters of Taysom Hill uh were giving this guy the benefit of the doubt and me I felt as if there was a little bit of hypocrisy because anytime Jameis Winston even threatened to throw an interception everybody was around here hitting me up in the inbox talking about how trash he was but Taysom throws four interceptions and all of a sudden everybody talking about his hand okay whatever all right but I know when people uh you know get called on their hypocrisy about Jameis Winston you know all of a sudden you know I'm saying they getting their feelings but it is what it is folks um it it hurt dogs may holler if you don't feel that way you're not going to say anything and uh for the guy that wrote that uh racist rhetoric on my in my inbox the only thing i just wish that you would have gave me an opportunity to respond because we all know that you want to do that none of this or say none of this tough talk in my face but at least give me an opportunity to uh, respond back in the inbox so if y'all know who this guy is please let me know i'm on a personal mission because um you know i want to know who this guy is since he hit me up at at my job, I would like to hit him up at his job and let some of those fine folks know that he probably worked with how much of a racist piece of crap he actually is. All right, we're going to go to Josh. Uh, Josh, how you doing, man? Hey, TJ, man. How's it going, brother? Going fine, man. Uh, how you been? Dude, I can talk smack to you and you can't do nothing about it. You know why? Why is that? Because we're I'm not 2,000 miles away from you. That's why. <laughs> yeah that's basically what it is man i mean look i ain't got no problem with anybody expressing themselves but the way he did it i mean he, he, hit, he hit me up in the inbox and then he blocked so i won't be able to respond but i'm like man keep that same energy you know what i'm saying like give me opportunity to respond like you're not going to see me you know what i'm saying you're not going to tell me where you at and if you do tell me where you at if i go there you're not going to be there so it is what it is josh uh, what, what you got for us man Okay, so I got a couple of things. I was going only going to hit on one thing, but but, but as of what you just talked about here, I'm going to hit on two things. I, I don't think I've ever discussed anything like race in the NFL on this show, have I? Um, uh, okay, now I don't want you to take this wrong because I do believe that there is some undercover racism in the NFL. For example, I think what's going on with Deshaun Watson is kind of an example of that. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't think it's a race thing with Jameis and the interceptions. And um, here's why. Okay. You know that I'm from Wisconsin, right? Right. And therefore I'm a Packers fan. Right. And you know that I'm old enough to remember the five days mm-hmm. and the early five days when Favre was throwing three, four interceptions a game. Right. The media and the fans gave it to him every bit as bad as Jameis gets it. If not worse, Right. I and mean, every week back, what Brett Favre would do is he would go back and forth between having a great game and having a four interception game. It was just like every other week, that's what was going on. Right. And so every other week, the media and everybody went back and forth between praising him and saying that, hey, we need to get rid of this guy. He's garbage. Um, and Jameis kind of is like a black version of Brett Favre when you really think about it. It's a lot of the same stuff. Um but, but but when the media and whatever, and I don't like the media, you know that. Um, right. But and whoever else saw Downs Jameis for the interceptions, I don't think it's racial because I saw Favre go through the same stuff, and Favre ain't a black dude. Yeah. Um, so I just don't think it's racial in Jameis's situation. This doesn't. This isn't to speak on anything else because, like I said, we we can go 
there are some things that I agree with you on that there, there could be some racism there. It's just that with Jameis, that's not it. I don't believe that, but I'll give you a chance to respond to that before I get into the next thing. Well, I'm going to say this, Josh, um, you're, you're entitled to your opinion and, and, and look, there, there's two sides to a coin, right? There's some people out there that, that feel the, the same exact way you do when they critiquing uh, quarterbacks. This, I mean, that's a great example that you use about Brett Favre. Right. You know, people were criticizing him. They were criticizing him because he was throwing those interceptions. Uh, I do think that there are individuals that criticize uh, Jameis Winston because, you know, strictly being a quarterback, him throwing those interceptions. But there are some people out there, as we can see, that basically, you know, what I'm saying just this dude based on the color of his skin and, you know, what I'm saying him performing not at the highest level only amplifies that it gives them ammunition it, it gives them an excuse so it is it's almost like okay the narrative is he throws a lot of interceptions there is yeah. no way that you can take that away right you no know, if he goes out here and for the next three years he throws more touchdowns than interceptions people are still going to be talking about that so they can justify their their prejudice you know what i'm saying towards him you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, but he threw these many interceptions. So there are people out there that, that criticize him based on him being a quarterback alone and him leaving a lot to be desired. But there are individuals out there that, that criticize this dude and don't want him to succeed and don't want him in New Orleans and don't want him as a signal caller strictly because there's this narrative that has been going on for years about the quarterback, the African-American quarterback, being in a position – that of a thinking position and them not being able to uh you know what I'm saying comprehend and be able to dissect things that they see on the field so i do think that there's i just think there's two sides to a coin i do think that there are people that are talking that may feel the same way you know that br- people felt about brad ford but they do have people out there that don't like this dude based on the, the fact that he's black man i mean there's it, no way around it i mean Look, maybe you know what I'm saying like that that's the thing sometimes that's the thing Josh sometimes like when we surround ourselves with so many positive people like you know what I'm saying like if if you're talking about Jameis I know you're talking about Jameis based on him being a quarterback alone you know because yeah. you know what I'm saying that's the, but these are the people that I surround myself around these are the people I talk to but we have to understand you know what I'm saying there's the other side of the fence that we don't go over you know what I'm saying and over there, there's this this rhetoric and this narrative that's going on, and maybe we don't see it or not around it. Therefore, we feel like it don't exist. But brother, it exists. And um, oh, dude, I just I'm not denying that. it exists at yeah. all, PJ. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, you saw it happen. This is going back a little bit ways. What was the name of the Eagles' quarterback again? Randy Donovan McNabb. Okay, McNabb. Okay, we're gonna go. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know Rush Limbaugh. I remember if you remember Rush Limbaugh. Mm-hmm. Um, got on the air and said the basically something like Donovan McNabb is not a good quarterback because, or he can't lead the Eagles to the future because he's black. I, he flat said something like that. Right. Um, and you know that, he, so yeah, that's there. I'm not denying that. I just, I just don't think, I just didn't think the interception thing was that that's all I was saying, DJ. Oh yeah. Yeah. Look, I understand. Like I understand it. Like I said, but that that's sometimes that that's sometimes what makes us believe that there's this narrative that, that is un, that's untrue. Like, that's why I say, man, when you surround yourself, like, man, that's why I respect you. Because, you know what I'm saying, but you you coming on here and saying that just tells me that 
those ain't the people that you hang around. You know what I'm saying? So you don't see that or hear that type of energy. So when you talk to members of the Who That Nation and you're talking to Saints fans, they're basically coming at you strictly with stats and their eye, you know what I'm saying, about what they feel like he should bring to the table. And that's a good thing. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying, we we it's good for us to be around that type of energy. But like I said, that's the energy out there, man, that that talk about these 30 interceptions to justify their prejudice. You know what I'm saying? Because people don't want to just come out here and say, man, I, you know, I don't want that N-word, you know what I'm saying, to be my quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, I mean, because well, it, would sound, you know, it would sound crazy if they did that, you know? Well, and TJ, just, just so you know, I am from Milwaukee. I don't know if you knew this, but Milwaukee is a largely black city. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the the surrounding suburbs are some of the most racist places in the entire nation. Mm-hmm. Some, of the, some, of the, some of the surrounding suburbs of Milwaukee. So I've been around like like all sides of the coin, but I just make up my own mind about stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, you know, but uh, speaking of African-American quarterbacks, this takes me into the, uh, the original point I wanted to make for tonight about the Saints. Uh-huh. You, this is this kind of touches on what I was saying to you. What was it? Two days ago, three days ago. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we're getting down on Trevor Simeon. We're getting down on Taysom Hill, and um, you know, here's the thing: Russell Wilson himself. This is why I said, speaking of African American quarterbacks, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson himself could walk through the door next week and swap out uniforms with Trevor Simeon and play and pretend he's Trevor Simeon. And have no one notice, and we still wouldn't score more than 15, 16 points a game. <laughs> That's how bad this offense is. Uh, yeah, it is. So we don't have, uh, there's nobody that could get this offense going. Not Tom Brady, not Prime Drew Brees, not Patrick Mahomes. I don't care who you're talking about, man. The re- every time you get a ball to the receivers, or not every time, but a good 40% of the time you get it, the ball to their chest, they drop it. All right. That's during the rare instances they get separation at all. Hmm. So I mean, nobody there. There is a, this is this goes so far beyond a quarterback that I mean you can't even. And, and I don't really like Taysom as a quarterback. I don't think he's meant to be a quarterback. Hmm. But that guy that called in a couple calls after me and kind of got on me about some of my points, hmm. I actually conceded to him a little bit because he, you know he was right about a lot of stuff. Right. Um, Taysom's got nothing to work with. Not that he would do well with if he if he did, but. Trevor Simeon's got nothing to work with. If Jameis was out there, he has nothing to work with. Right. Um, so there's no there's no quarterback issue. We've got a a receiver issue. And we've just got an overall offense issue. That's what we've got. We've got so many problems. The only good the only good thing we have is our our backfield, and we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. And Sean don't want to use, utilize that the way he can. So I mean, I think we're pretty much going to maybe win two or three more games, and that's it. Yeah, that's where I'm at with that. Yeah, I mean, look, we all know that this offense is is just downright pathetic, you know. Um, but I think a lot of people, you know, and, and we'll talk about this later on uh, about Taysom performance. I think a lot of what people were talking about, and you know, for me checking out, like people like you know um, Ross Jackson, Deuce Wenham, a lot of them were talking about like the passes that he was throwing, and you know, what I'm saying the, the touch on the passes the delivery of the passes, the, you know what I'm saying? That's all you basically have to, you know, you know, be able to break this dude down by. And it can't be by his receivers, you know what I'm saying? Because we all know they're just pathetic. And um, But at the same time, man, I just think that um, both quarterbacks, 
our backup quarterbacks, you know, Simeon more than Taysom. You know, I just think that both of these guys aren't starting quarterbacks. And, you know, I just think that um, if you have a elite quarterback like a, you know, like a Mahomes or, or like a Tom Brady or even like Drew, you know, I think that those guys can compensate in some ways. I mean, it's, it's a few plays I know that I, I could I could think of like, okay, that Chicago Bears playoff game, right? The Saints yeah. offense was sputtering in that game. And then, you know, all of a sudden Drew Brees had pressure in his face and he just drops the ball down to Latavius Murray for a touchdown. There's not many quarterbacks that are going to do that. Most of them probably going to panic, throw the ball out of bounds or take the sack. But it's just certain things that the special quarterbacks can do uh, in certain situations. And I haven't seen that from either one of these quarterbacks. But it's not their fault because I don't expect for them to be able to do some of those things because they are who they are. Uh, Josh, you got anything else for us, man? I got one more thing. This one's kind of a joke, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's serious. Every last Saints fan, including everybody in the chat, the OG, Jerry, Pori, Kimo, all the, everybody in the chat, every last Saints fan, you, me, everybody, we all need to call the Chicago Bears office and apologize for making fun of them all these years. Because <laughs> here's why. We are now the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears have fielded a Super Bowl-level defense Almost every year for the last like 30 years, mm. give or take a couple years, but they never got anywhere near a Super Bowl because their offense just was non existent. Right. And we are them now, and we know how it feels. So, all of that finger pointing we did laughing at them, well, it's back on us now. So, right. guys, pick a Bears fan, put, open the phone book, and just call them and apologize. That's all you got to do. <laughs> we're the Bears now, you know, but that's about it, TJ. That's all I got for you. All right, Josh, thank you so much, man. Appreciate the uh, call. Call back anytime, man. All right, cool, brother. Thank you. All right, take it easy. Yeah, man. Uh, hey, man, I seen something funny, man. My mom uh, sent me a couple of days ago. She sent me this article uh, about Sean Payton uh, coaching the Chicago Bears. And, I mean, I, I didn't, of course, I don't believe this article, but I'm not going to lie to you. Um, <laughs> if I'm Sean Payton and I'm, you know, Looking at the Chicago Bears situation, it ain't that bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, shoot, you got yourself a young quarterback, serviceable defense. You got a guy kept the ball out of backfield, Tariq Cohen. You got a number one receiver, Allen Robinson. That's not a bad situation to be in. If if I was in a struck, like if I was like in a, a Harbaugh, like if you remember a couple of years ago with the uh, 49ers, Jim Harbaugh having issues before he went to Michigan. And congratulations to the Michigan Wolverines winning the Big Ten Championship. But before he got there, you know, he was having beef with the 49ers. Now, you know, think about, like, if it was, like, one of those little beef situations if Sean Payton was having beef with the Saints organization. The Bears organization would not be that bad to go to. I mean, and it, it would make perfect sense, especially him being from that area. He used to be the quarterback, you know, during the time when I think they had the lockout. Uh, you know, he from the Illinois area. He went to college at, at, um, out there in Illinois. So, I mean, that would be an ideal situation. But I'm not trying to talk Sean Payton out in New Orleans. I'm just saying if that's a, that's a good situation to be in. I mean, look, I, we have to be real here with the state of the states. Uh, We're going to go to the uh, host of the Laney at Legends uh, podcast, uh, my guy, Jared. Jared, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's up, y'all? How y'all doing, man? I'm glad you're feeling better, bro. Man, thank you so much, man. It, it was rough, man. I, I've been in a house 
for about a week, man. This is the first time I left the house was today, and that was to go to Walgreens. So <laughs> I'll be, I'm just excited to be out and about, man, because it, it was rough, man. But hey, man, glad glad to uh, see you uh, here on the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, love your work you're doing with the Lane at Legends podcast. We'll talk about that a little uh, before you get off. But what do you got right. to say, man? What you, what's your take on uh on the Saints? Uh, before we get, to, I want to piggyback what you were talking about previously about uh, Sean Payton going to the Bears. Uh huh. I know it looked like an ideal situation, but you know how the Chicago fan base is. They they notorious man. It was actually it was uh chanting at the Chicago Bulls game. I think that was last week about firing the head coach for the Bears. So that <laughs> fan base is hard to play for. Like I, mm-hmm. if I was Sean, I wouldn't even I wouldn't go there. I mean, because Sean Payton right now in New Orleans, he's like a god. Like man, I mean, yeah. He he can do whatever he want. Like oh yeah, yeah. You know, so he got the keys to the kingdom. So yeah. Oh no, nah, he's not going anywhere. But I, right. I just thought that was that was interesting that my mom sent me that, and okay. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, like if he was having issues or if things weren't going his way in New Orleans, that would be a, a perfect uh, destination for him. But look, if, if the Saints lose Sean Payton, I see some people talking <laughs> about they need to let him go. You talking about being in hell? I'm just right. being dead, I'm being I'm being dead serious. Um I, I get that people like when we when we lose, we start thinking about the worst case scenario and we want the, the bleeding to stop. But I'm telling you, you talking about bleeding profusely. If you if you fire this dude, we're going back man, to brown paper bag days. Bro. Exactly. Exactly. You better bring somebody <laughs> or bring somebody super special in. Uh, <laughs> I mean super special. It better be. Belichick better left the Patriots and you need to get him. Like, it's going to have to be somebody <laughs> special to replace this dude. I don't think people understand, like, how special this dude is as a coach, man. I, I think, man, it, it got to be people. Like, man, like, Jerry, you know what I'm talking about, bro. You, you, you've you been around for a good little minute like myself. You know what I'm saying? You're an OG in this game. You ain't new to the party. You know that the Saints – Man, just the fact that they will get a win on Sunday, man, it will feel like the Super Bowl. People oh, laughing at the, people like people laughing at the Detroit Lions for that last second touchdown, and they they crowd was going crazy. That used to be us. That used to be us. That used to be us. Us, man. That used to be us. People were getting, bro. Man, they they forget, and some of them don't know. I, I I gotta say this, man. I know when we say, man, some people, you know, what I'm saying forget. Some of them don't know, man, because they were babies, like. Right. Four five year old babies, man. When the Saints was around here losing every week, yeah, but uh, man, what do you okay? Let me ask you this, man. Um, the Cam Jordan situation, COVID 19 list. This is first time uh, being possibly missing a game in 11 years, man. What do you think about Cam Jordan being on the, the COVID list? And uh, what do you think about Cam Jordan as a as an overall player? I mean, this year he hasn't been getting off the ball like he used to in the past. Um, but his biggest presence is, is his leadership. Um, the team loves him. Um, the fans love him. Everybody loves him. And his leadership is very, very needed on a defensive end. Um, yep. But as far as playing-wise, he hasn't been doing that much this season. Yep. Uh, he hasn't been getting no sacks. Does he even have a sack this year? He might. Have, I think he yeah, might have he got a hand. I think maybe got like th- – I want to say like three like or two. four, something like that. Oh, okay. All right. Real low. <laughs> yeah, but he, like, he's really not impacting the game like he used to. Uh, I guess Father Time caught up with him. Yeah. Um, I think this is a contract gift for him as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, man, yeah man, he got no, it's not a contract yet, man. But he's taking, okay. he, nah, he taking up the majority of the contract, uh, which uh, leads me to, you know, 
uh, statement that I, I feel needs to be uh, made. Uh, I think they need to take a pay cut uh, if he wants to stay in New Orleans. I would love to see him finish out his career, man. I think he can't be uh, one of those uh, lifers, you know what I'm saying? Because the way right. that he played, I, I can see him staying, but at the right price, man. I, I can't see him making, you know what I'm saying, like top five team money. Nah, not not the way that he's playing, man. I, I think that he needs to take a pay cut. Um, and I wouldn't mind seeing him. Because I want, first off, I want to see him uh, get 100 sacks. I don't think right. that he's going to break Ricky Jackson's record. I think, nah, look, you will have to have at least 10, 11 sacks this season and a few more seasons, you know what I'm saying, double-digit sacks. So I don't think you're going to break that. But I would love to see him get to 100 because when guys start to get to like 100 sacks, that's when you start to see, you know, the name pop up in the Hall of Fame. So I would love to see him, you know, in that regard. But You don't think he'll he make the Hall of Fame right, nah, like right now? I think he's he on the cusp. I think he's on the cusp of making a Hall of Fame. Like, he's not a first ballot. Like, he's probably, nah, like, he ain't first ballot. like nah. you know, probably like three or four uh, different uh, Hall of Fame ballots later, he'll probably make it. He, he To me, he would probably be in that, that Shannon Sharp uh, category, right? Yeah. Great player yeah. for a great team. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't the first ballot Hall of Famer, but he'll get in there. But when you start to make 100 sacks, man, that's when, like, you know, it's easier for – the Hall of Fame committee to to remember you. So I want to see him get to that 100 sag mark, man. But right now, I feel like he on a he on a threshold of the Hall of Fame. I can think of a few guys that's gonna make it before him. You know, if they were retired, you know. So, but I do think he'll make it eventually. So, so let me ask you this: uh-huh. um, I know people have been calling about the the offense stinking right. it up this year. Right. Um, it's unfortunate Winston got injured when mm-hmm. he was just catching his mojo. I think he was just about to get his mojo back mm-hmm. and lead us to do some positive season. Um, of course, Taysom Hill and uh, Simeon, of course, mm-hmm. they're they doing what they do. They're back and part of Blacks. That's how they play. Right. Uh, what do you think about them trying out uh, the rookie, Ian Book? You think that you think that's possible? I think it's possible if, if they start losing more games. You know, I, I do games, agree. Bro. I do agree that you need to wait uh, for a few more games before you just throw them out there because – I mean, I'm I'm a big believer in in semiotics, you know what I'm saying, and what things actually mean. So if Sean Payton started throwing Ian Book out there early, I mean, these guys seen this guy in practice and they know that this guy is young and inexperienced. So if you start to see guys like this, it might give the other guys the the wrong signal. You know, I, I think like if they lose a, like three two or three more games, then I think you need to put you go ahead and put them out there to see what you have with them. I mean, it can not get any worse. Taysom playing with a bad hand. Trevor Simeon been playing bad since he got here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, <laughs> but exception well, of a, except well, for one, except for like one game. Except for one game. I don't think Trevor Simeon was playing bad. Like he wasn't horrible. Uh, I mean, he he he. Every time he played, he kept us in the game. Except for the last game he started, we we got obliterated the last game. But the last yeah. games, he just started picking it up in a full. I don't know why it waited until the full quarter for him to get on fire. Hmm. Um, but he he kept us in the game. I mean, he was like, a I can't, look. I can't look. I would <laughs> look. I was I was one of those people. I'm telling you, the <laughs> dumbest take I ever had here on the State of the Saints podcast is I said that the Saints can go deep in the playoff with Trevor Simeon. Man, that was the I dumbest so take. Out, man, that but I felt like that was the dumbest take I ever had because that was my <laughs> fault. I was watching. I was watching the game in real time, right? I w- I didn't go back and watch the games. 
the first the first game that I seen him play, I just I, I just let it ride, right? I just let it yeah. ride. I ain't go back. But when I went back and I watched like the you know the game, the replay, and I was just sitting there looking at him like, man, this dude is here is missing some wide open guys, man, throwing the ball behind him. But here's the thing. I feel like we was giving this dude too much credit because he was a backup quarterback. And that's what backup right. quarterbacks do, Jared. What they do is, okay, you throw them in there for a game. They play serviceable. You know, they go out there. They probably give you 300, uh, three, four touchdowns. And they like, you know what I'm saying, have everybody in the fan base like, dang, you know what I'm saying, maybe we need to start him. <laughs> then two, two, three games later, we realize why they're a backup. You know what I'm saying? It's the <coughs> it's the Ryan, <coughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, it's the Ryan Fitzpatrick effect. <clears throat> he plays good when the other guy sits down, and then all of a sudden, like three, four games later, you remember why Ryan Fitzpatrick been on the bench and played for about every team in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why he collecting jerseys. So, I mean, look, Trevor Simeon is a good backup quarterback to have on your team. You know, like if you have yourself a, a certified start, if you go down and gonna miss a couple weeks, throw him on up in that thing. But um, he in no way is a starting quarterback, and he should never like play more than three or four games in a year. I got you. Yeah, I mean that's I just my that. that's my that's my take on that. But uh, Jared, thank you so much, man. And uh, before you go, man, let everybody know about your uh, your podcast, Lane Ab Legends. Yeah, uh, <laughs> make sure you all check it out. You can go to LaneyAbLegends.com. You can see all my previous podcasts and videos. Even did an uh, interview, I even interviewed TJ himself on my podcast, which was one of yeah, my man. biggest podcast shows episodes ever. People still yeah. talk about it. Uh, <laughs> so make that, sure y'all man. check it out. Um, it's about promoting about businesses around our area in New Orleans. So make sure y'all check it out whenever you can. Land your yeah. legends on all social media platforms, all podcasts and YouTube. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. I mean, he has some great guests on the show, um, people that are very in, um, involved in the community uh, in the Crescent City, man. So, uh, man, make sure that y'all check out Lady App Legends. It's available um, on YouTube, man. Y'all make sure y'all subscribe to the channel. And support uh Jared, man. Great stuff right there. Jared, thank you so much. And uh continue all the success, man. All right, same to you, man. Hope glad you feel better, man. Man, thank you, man. Yeah, man. That's my guy Jared. Uh doing a real good job over there, Lady App Legends. Y'all make sure that y'all subscribe to the channel, man. Uh support the brother, support uh, you know, the podcast. Great, I mean, just great commentary over there. Uh, let's see. Manny says, uh, nope. Uh Cam shouldn't take a pay cut for what? That's crazy uh he should take a pay cut because uh number one if camp look manny uh, look i understand why you feel you know what i'm saying manny you you, you think about your own pockets right now <laughs> you think about your own bread you know what i'm saying it's like if somebody at you know your boss man come to you and say manny hey bro i want you to take a pay cut hell no nah, i take no pay cut man what's wrong with you but look it it it, it comes a point in time right when great players um you know they do have a shelf life and as you start to get older you want to you want to be remembered as a great player and sometimes those great players kind of get passed up because they don't win championships they don't win the big game or they don't even they don't even play in the big game and i feel like that's where cam jordan is coming to cam jordan believes in the new orleans saints he believes that 
uh, you know, the New Orleans Saints can get to the Super Bowl. All they need is a few more pieces. And, you know what I'm saying, there's an opportunity by him taking a pay cut or him, like, restructuring his contract. Why not? That's all I'm saying. Why not do that if, you know, you can get an opportunity to bring some other guys in that can help your team become even better? Um, probably not when you're 24, 25, your first contract. I probably say no, but when you're like 31, 32 years old, you got to start thinking about your football, uh, football life and realize that it could slowly be coming to an end. And if you want to stay with the same squad, uh, you got to start making some things move so you can make that make that uh shot at that championship, or you can be one of those people that never got that opportunity. And I don't want to see Cam Jordan never get that opportunity. You know, I would rather Cam Jordan go to another team and get opportunity if the Saints aren't going to be a Super Bowl contender and they rebuilding over the next couple of years. But something has to get done uh, with with the pay. Um, the, the salary cap uh, has went up a little bit higher, you know what I'm saying, which is good. I want to say it's like $203 uh, million uh, next year. Uh, so that's going to help out the Saints tremendously. But if you can get somebody else out there, you know, defensively, that can come in and make a huge impact like you've made over the years. I, I don't understand why you can't do that. Uh, God of creation. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? I'm doing fine, man. What you got for us? Uh, hey, well, hey, TJ, I'm glad to hear you're doing better. You know, you, uh, it's good to uh, hear you in better spirits. Yeah, I am, man. Pre- appreciate that, man. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, of course. You know, I always got to. I always got to call in, man. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a few things I want to touch on. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, one, um, I forgot what caller was talking about this when y'all said uh, Jameis is getting criticized on his skin color. Look, I'm going to yeah. be 100% honest. Uh-huh. Look, uh, I, I don't know if this is going to – I hurt some of my white fellows in here. You know, y'all brothers too, man. We all got we got love no matter what color you is. Right. Look, at some point we gotta be realistic because there gets a point to where, you know, like like say like okay, say Jameis had the same exact same game, right? Exact same situation, like exact same everything, exact same throws, exact same plays as Taysom Hill. We know the kind of criticism he would be getting, you know, be, you know, because of James. Oh, he's thirty for thirty, and and he's a black QB. Let's be real. Uh, we get man, like look at what happened to Sean. People throwing his like he getting thrown under the bus, and it's like you know, I don't. A trillion women came out doing the whole Me Too movement on him, and you got every every male in the world will. Oh, women don't lie. Like, man, get out of here. Like, dude, if, if, like, no, for real, like, think of this. Like, use your, if we all use common sense, if somebody hurt us, right, and mm-hmm. somebody did something bad to us, and we, we, we took our time to televise it nationally, why would we only do that once and then live, like, just go our day, our day after that is completely normal, just done. We say, we say at one time, Oh man, this dude, he, he um, oh, they, they did this to me and, and then done. We ain't hear nothing else from them. 
no no follow-up, no update, no how they doing, no Nathan. It, mm. They just poof. Like, so I, I feel like, you know, I, 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 it's kind of frustrating that people don't see the criticism we get, not even just in, <laughs> in, in football, just in, in the, in, in, in life. Right. You know, because it's like, like, it, it seems like every time a black person does something like lower than expected, even by a little bit, it's 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 just expanded to this whole like this whole out like it's just, it's, it's just expanded to this huge problem and mm. it's like you know you can have tom brady throw eight picks and then it could be what what his team didn't do to help him instead of hey you know his team didn't help him but also tom brady did this you know i feel like it's less um uh, what you call it, less uh constructive criticism when it comes to by people in football and in real life. Well, God of creation, look, I do feel like there is some levels of uh of prejudice, you know, but I look, I don't wanna I think what makes people mad and <laughs> I, I can completely understand this because when people of different cu- uh cultures, right, when they talk about somebody of the opposite race and they're not prejudiced. They have a tendency of putting themselves in that box. Like, I am not saying anything. I'm not coming from a racist uh, standpoint. When I say that Jameis Winston isn't a, uh, you know what I'm saying, a good quarterback, I'm saying this because I'm evaluating this game. And when they say, when other people like, man, people criticizing Jameis Winston because of the color of their skin, if they don't fall into that category, they're going to roll their eyes and be like, man, you know what? Like, man, I'm tired of hearing this, man. Because they're putting themselves in a, in, a, in a box by themselves. But there are so many people out there that may feel the same way that person does. But there are individuals out there that, based on quarterbacks being African-American, don't, some of them still feel like, you know what I'm saying, black quarterbacks are not smart enough to read defenses and to effectively – uh, you know what I'm saying? Win games, game in, game out. That that's just what it is. And I just feel like it's 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 kind of it's kind of delusional if you just feel like, oh, there isn't uh uh you know what I'm saying people out there that that criticize the dude based on the color of his skin. Like I just feel like that that's insane. You know what right. I'm saying? Like you you have to be able to understand that we can't like you know, I, I say this all the time, God of creation. You know, I tell people. If you are, you know, let's just say, you know what I'm saying, like you more liberal. You know what I'm saying? More mm-hmm. liberal people probably watch CNN. If you're more mm-hmm. conservative, you'll watch Fox News. I watch both of them. You know why? Right, because yeah. I, I want to have an understanding of how, you know what I'm saying, somebody else may feel, yep. you know what I'm saying, from, on the opposite side of the fence. We yep. have to understand that there are individuals out there, and we cannot just sit in a house by ourselves and just sit alone and put our hands in our ears and close our eyes and say, nope, that ain't me, so therefore it don't exist. That ain't true, man. I mean, right. there, there are individuals out here that feel that way. But, you know, what What can you do, man? What What can you do? Uh, all, you, all, you, all you can do is just call it out, uh, you know, and, and those that feel that way, they're going to continue to send, you know, racist yeah. comments and stuff like that because they have that old saying, hit dogs may holler. But the, people that, but the people that may not feel that way, you know, they what they're gonna do, they're gonna keep it moving. 
That right, you yeah. feel like that don't apply to me. You know, right. my, my grandfather's a preacher. He says, if he preach on chicken thieves, he said, only person that's going to get mad is the chicken thief. If you ain't stealing <laughs> no chickens, you ain't going to say nothing, right? You right, there, go exactly. ahead, preacher, go ahead and finish up. Exactly. Right. So that's just the way that it is, man. Right. You got anything else for us? Um, I also want to touch on the uh, <laughs> the subject. I know it's small, but uh, dude, when uh, you said uh, Cam needs to take a pay cut, like, let's be honest, man. Uh, I've been on Cam. I've been been on Cam head ever since like last year when Ted when uh, Trey was just. I mean, Trey just took his spot. Trey literally took his spot. He said, "Okay, cool. This is your defense. Give me that." He right. he literally took his and he and, and Trey was going crazy. He right. was he was it was up there with Aaron Donald. Right. So. You know, if we want to be a hundred, if we if we go on who who should be taking pay cuts, uh yes, Cam is Cam is yes, Cam is towards the bottom of that list. I'm sorry, I don't I he he mid to bottom, he right in between there. And uh realistically, because think of this, people don't want Cam. Okay, yes, okay, Cam. Oh man, he shouldn't take a pay cut. Okay, cool. Why is Jameis Winston about to get another one year deal, a boo-boo deal? When he proved he proved to all of us with, with like stats that he is the best option we got right now that is not going to cripple us in cap hell. We're already in cap them Armageddon. We don't need to we don't need to get Russell Wilson and sacrifice three. I had somebody tell me Russell Wilson is worth three picks. Man, if you don't get Boy, that delusional no, dump, no. yo, like nah. I, I love Russell Wilson, bro. Yeah, I, I you know, my stepmom is a Seahawks fan. <laughs> you know, I made a joke at her. I was like, thank you for Russ. But, <laughs> but three picks, really? Like, if, if we talking about, if okay, like, say, um, what, uh, like, say he came off of his Super Bowl, uh, win and he was like, young, uh, then, then we can kind of, you know, yeah, we can yeah, we're gonna have that conversation up. then, yeah, well, based but, on his age, yeah. Like, because I, I feel like the ideal situation for us, I don't see nothing better than this. We we have so much. I don't think people realize we got our our most of our good players are our veterans, and and the and um younger players that already we know are gonna stay with us, such as um, AK, um, you know Marshawn Lattimore, um, Ryan Ramsey. right now. No. Yeah, right. And, and I, I feel like we we need to some of these. We got we got cut ties. I'm sorry. We should keep Jameis. I full. I, I don't see nothing, you know, better than that. I don't feel like we should just use him like a. I, I don't. He's not a three dollar hoe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? It's not no one time use and are uh, you right. gone? Nah, that nah. Him, man, he cooking clean. He gotta stay. Right. No, nah, he like he literally like people want to be like, well, he didn't have a old uh, uh, Taysom didn't have an old line. Jameis didn't have this. Bro, Caesar Ruiz was a center, man. Caesar Ruiz was right. center for like what was he three two games? Yep. Like, stop it, please. Longer than I, that, I, it feel like <laughs> feel like feel like all season where you were terrible, you were playing there. Exactly, he was getting hawked at. Yeah. And I just feel like getting getting some receivers, 
getting a receiver is our main priority going into this draft. After receiver, after receiver, I really think we should evaluate the safety position. Now that I, now that I'm thinking of it, I, I love Marcus Williams. I, I, man, he, I, you know, what I'm saying, he, 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 like, he, he was my favorite dude in week one. He was yeah. my guy week one. Week yeah. one, he was the guy. Man, but, look. But hey, God, God of creation, I'm sorry, man. They got a few more calls oh, yeah, I got to get to, man. Good. But look, I appreciate the call. I'm, I'm gonna finish up that uh, that statement that you uh made uh, about uh the safety position. But thank you, man. I appreciate yep. the, the, the the comments and a uh, call back anytime, man. Anytime, thank you. All right, you take it easy, yeah, man. Look, um, that, that's an interesting take. God of creation was going on. We were talking about Marcus Williams. I mean, look, I like Marcus Williams a lot, he's definitely one of my favorite saints, but. Uh, if I, if I'm just being real, um, do I think the Saints can do without Marcus Williams? Yes, I, I really do. I think they can do without him. <clears throat> I'm more, <clears throat> I'm more of a CD Deuce guy, you know, and I know that it's coming up to him getting paid. And if it came down for me to pay CD Deuce, or me to pay Marcus Williams, I'm paying CD Deuce, man. I, I'm just being dead serious. Now, you also have some issues, you know what I'm saying? There also can be a way where you can keep both of them. You honestly can keep both of the guys. You can pay them both. You can pay Marcus Williams. You can give him like a two- or three-year deal. You can get rid of Malcolm Jenkins, and you can uh, sign uh, C.D. Deuce to an extension. But if it came down to signing C.D. Deuce or Marcus Williams, I'm going with C.D. Deuce because Marcus Williams, as good as he is as a ball hawk, his tackle comes and goes. Um, I don't feel like he's as aggressive enough you know, he's not as aggressive as you want your safety to be. You know, you want your safety, if he's the last line of defense, you want the, the wide receivers to fear him. I don't feel like anybody fears him. I think they respect him for his ball skills. I know Tom Brady does because every time he plays Tom Brady, he intercepts Tom Brady. But I just think that when it comes down to having a bunch of defense in the direction I feel like the Saints need to go, they need to have a really stingy defense. And, you know, Marcus Williams isn't bad. Like, he's going to go, if the Saints let him go, he's going to go to a team and we're going to watch this dude play and we're going to be mad that he's playing for that team because he's going to be contributing in a big way. You know, I can see him, and, and ironically, like somewhere in Minnesota. I can see him in Miami. I can see him in places like that making plays and us being like, man, why we got why we got rid of him? But I, I, I like... C.D. Deuce, you know what I'm saying? I think C.D. Deuce is not only a good football player, but it, his, the way that he plays, his identity is what you want your defense to be. I just feel like ever since he, he got hurt, this defense doesn't have that same level of enthusiasm. They don't have that same type of energy. And that tells me right there that that guy is a trendsetter. He's a trendsetter. He's a fire starter. And you need that on your football team, man. You need somebody out there that's going to be talking that noise. You need that guy that's going to be able to get into the ear of the, of the offense, having guys out of position, having guys out of character. You need that type of energy. If you don't have it, you see what happened over the last couple of weeks. I don't think it's a coincidence that some of the energy has died down in the Saints defense when he put a walking boot on. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's, that's just the way that I, I feel about uh, C. the Deuce. Uh, we're gonna go to DLP twenty six hundred. How you doing, man? Hey, TJ, what's up, bro? 
Man, how you doing, man? Uh, glad to, uh, to have you on the State of the Saints podcast, man. What you got for us? Hey, I'm glad to be on, man. And uh, who that's there, all the family members. Yeah, who that, hey, man? Who that? Hey, hey, listen, man. I'm just going to be very straight up, very real about it, uh, TJ. Listen, mm-hmm. I would love to see the Saints win out. But to me, uh, to me, just looking at everything on the table, it's not looking good, bro. It's not looking good. <laughs> nah. I mean, listen, you have to – if you look at – if you're just being realistic right? and you look at it, it just seems like every day that goes by, every week that goes by, something just keeps happening, right. whether it's an injury, somebody getting, you know, uh, suspended. Uh, it just seems like there's always some cloud over us, and it's been going on all year long. Right. And it's unfortunate because you know how passionate us Saints fans are. Right. And we hate it, man. We hate it because we want to, you know, we, this season, I was as optimistic as, as the, as the next guy, you right. know, I really did. I really believed in uh, the, the, the way the team is heading. We're, we still have a very talented team on paper, even, and, and we're, when we don't have all these injuries, we can beat anybody. Right. The problem is, is everything's creeped up to creeped up on on us. Just it just keeps piling up, and it just seems like it's never ending. Right. Um, Deontay Harris being out. I mean, you know how thin our receiver core is, and you know yeah. people. Some people are, you know, like the receiver receiving core, the potential, and all this other stuff. Other most, I would say, good portion of it thinks the receiver core suck. Um, you know, like I said, you, there's, you can pick and choose the things that you like about each guy, but at the end of the day, they haven't produced. Mm-hmm. Deontay Harris is the only guy that's really produced on the, as a receiver outside of uh, little Jordan Humphrey and, right. you know, what, uh, Callaway here and there. Right. Um, the problem is he's going to be suspended for three games. He leads the team in receiving yards. I think he's like 580 or it's close to 600 yards in receiving. I think he's got like four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be gone three games. Right. You're already paper thin, not only at receiver, but at tight end too. Mm. Our offensive line has stunk this year. Look, I can't remember the last time our offensive line was this bad, except back in 2014, 2015. Yeah. That was the last time where our offensive line was just up and down. I mean, we were having guys you didn't even know who they were on the offensive line. Right. And I just feel like when you have all these issues from the offensive line, receiver spot, you know, now you got defensive players. Like, we're down to our last defensive ends. Right. So it's just too much to overcome to me for us to win all these games and get to the plus. If we do it, great. But there's not a guarantee, and I know this may sound crazy, there's no guarantee we're walking into the New York and beating the Jets. Yeah, I mean, that's have- why I said at the top of the show. I said, yeah. I said the same thing, man. I said the yeah. same thing. I mean, we've looked so bad. We've looked so bad. And I, I don't know about you, and I'm sure a lot of the family members – may or may not agree with me but it's like the there's no intensity if you go look at the the team the way they played against green bay where the guys were running all over the field people were i mean it was just like 
Everybody was on fire. Everybody was pumped up. You got guys flying. You had guys like Albert Huggins, defensive tackle, like undrafted guy, you know, makes un, makes the team. He's running, like getting stops in the backfield. Everybody's jumping up right. and down. I mean, there's no enthusiasm on the team at all. Like you right. do not see no energy from the defensive side, from the offensive side. I mean, it's been a complete 360 from what I'm accustomed to seeing the Saints being. And, you know, what's the tall t- what was really eye-opening to me, it just seems like they're at times they're just like they're not showing no no uh there's no energy. There's absolutely mm-hmm. no energy. I think that's a that's that's not good. So to me, I just feel like we're look, I hope we win whatever how if we just we gotta finish finish out on a positive note. But the reality is we have a lot of things to address on this team. Uh, we have a lot of veterans like Cam Jordan, uh, as an example, Andrews Pete, Malcolm Jenkins, just to name a few, that are making enormous amounts of money. Okay, mm-hmm. These guys have not lived up to those contracts. I love Cam Jordan as much as anybody else. Mm-hmm. The reality is now you have two years in a row where his numbers have subpar. I mean, right. he didn't – if you guys remember last year – he did not really have a great year last year. His numbers went dropped down, and he's even his numbers are worse this year. What's the crazy part, TJ? Is Davenport has missed four, what, six games, four to six games, something like that. Mm-hmm. He's leading the team in sacks at five and a half, and he's missed almost half the season. That's crazy. <laughs> That's how bad our defensive. Uh, we're like one of the lowest sack. Uh, we I think we're we have like 26 sacks or 27 sacks on the season, which mm-hmm. is probably some of the lowest numbers in the NFL, and yeah. it's probably some of the lowest numbers we've had as a team in years. Yeah. We should be in the 40s or mid to high 40s at this point. Yeah. Um. So yeah, again, Malcolm Jenkins is older. He's making a significant amount of money. Andrews Pete is often injured. And he's making an enormous amount of money. And I don't think he's lived up to his recent contract. Right. And I just don't like the, the way he plays. I like aggressive, mean. Look, when you're playing guard and defensive tackle, you have to be nasty, man. <laughs> right. You have to play mean and nasty. And he just does not play like that. I think our guard, our guard play has been so – has been basically trash. To be honest with you, even McCoy, as good as McCoy is at center, his level of play has taken a step back. So, I mean, I just look at the end of the day, we have a lot of questions and not enough answers, as I said in the chat earlier. um, At this point, I think what we got to do is whether we, Jameis is our quarterback of the future or not. I mean, that's, that's hard to say. I mean, I like Jameis. I think he has a lot of potential. I think Sean Payton likes him, I think the organization likes him. The knee injury obviously does not help. Um, I think he'll get an opportunity to come back. Um, but I also believe that they're going to – I still believe that they're going to look on the outside to maybe bring somebody in, or they may just draft a, you know, draft another young guy. If a right guy falls in the draft and they have an opportunity, I wouldn't be surprised if they grab somebody. Even though we do have in book, I still think at quarterback they're always going to have, to me – at this point, until uh, he comes back and he's cleared, they're still going to have question marks at quarterback. Um, just to leave you with this real quick, 
I like the kid from the receiver from uh, Alabama, Michi. Yeah. Yeah, he just tore his ACL. He He just just tore his ACL. Dude, he was killing Georgia. That guy's got some – you know who he reminds me of? Brandon Cooks. Yeah. He plays a lot like Brandon Cooks. He's very explosive, and you he can beat you in the slot on the outside. I mean, he's got kind of that kind of like speed, and he's very explosive. That's what the Saints are missing. We right. need some more explosive, athletic players on the outside. And then I think we still we have to. I think we need to address the tight end position too. But you know, maybe they'll go as a go with a veteran as opposed to going with a young guy. I think they have a couple of young guys on there they want to continue to develop. I right. think they may go – if they have the money, they may go with a veteran tight end, um, somebody that, you know, that's that's good, um, that they can afford, obviously. So, I don't know, man. There's a lot of – there's a lot of – I think there, we can address a lot of stuff in the in the, in the the draft. Um, I think until we get some of these older players, um, their contracts, if we have we have to work those – those uh, figure out what we're going to do some, with some of these contracts so we can open up some more money. Because I'm gonna get oh the Patriots is an example. Patriots just won tonight. They were two and four. They started off two and four. They beat the Bills, and Bills was leading the, the division. They they just won with a first year quarterback. Right. Okay, they're leading the AFC East, and they what they did in the off season, They went out and they just went and they they got up. They signed a bunch of veteran players on defense. They drafted well, and now look at them. So this Saints team can definitely turn it around. We have a lot of talent on there, on the roster, but there's going to be some key decisions that's going to have to be made. So it's going to open up – we need we need more money, and I think some of these veterans are going to have to, you know, hey, if they want to stay on the team, they're going to have to um, reduce their salary. Right. Yeah, I mean, DLP, you made some very interesting points, you know, uh, definitely want to uh, revise the, you know, revise the team a little bit, you know, to try to uh, get yourself kind of, you know, back into that hunt. You know, I think that this, I mean, kind of similar to that of the Patriots, if you think about it, man. You know, Tom Brady left, goes to the Buccaneers. Uh, you know, they they took that year as a little bit of a down year. You know, they didn't make the playoffs last year. Got a decent draft pick. They drafted Mac Jones out of Alabama, and now you know this guy is playing like he's in his fourth or fifth season. And they combine you combine that, you know, they weren't afraid to open up that checkbook in the offseason. Uh, you know, Bill Belichick right. went out there and and he got guys like Hunter Henry, and you know what I'm saying, and so many other guys like Judine and guy, you right. know, guys that's gonna, you know what I'm saying, be able to be impact players. So I think the Saints need to go in that same direction. I mean, you got, you know, it's not like how it was, you know, last year when you're coming off COVID, the salary cap, you know what I'm saying, right. didn't too much change. Uh, this, you, we know there's going to be two hundred three million dollars. That's going to be the uh, the salary cap for next year. That's going to help you out tremendously to go out here to possibly uh, get yourself some players that are going to be impact players. Um, you know, I think the Saints. Uh, look, I think this is the best thing to happen, though. DLP. You know, we we were thinking. Uh, you know, do these guys have what it takes? Like, if they just give these guys the opportunity, can these guys step up? And we seen that these guys can't. So there's no longer like, oh, man, you know what I'm saying? If this guy, if he gets this opportunity, if we give him – nah, no, we see that these we guys have been given these these opportunities and they're not ready for prime time. And because no. of that, now you can move on from them 
and uh you can you know move on in a different direction adjust accordingly but dlp thank you so much man appreciate the commentary and uh call back anytime hey tj mm-hmm. it was a pleasure being on the on with you all the family members who that bless you all and uh tj i'm glad to hear you're doing well man and yeah it was it was great to be on with you and uh, i'll try to call back in when i get the chance brother all right man thanks a lot man thank you peace peace yeah i mean those are some good points by dlp you know you you seen who you seen who the 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 uh the studs are and you seen who the does were you know um you don't have to worry about that anymore you know because you had all these injuries you had guys that uh weren't going to get opportunity to play they got opportunity to play and now that these guys have played you see that they're not it so you can completely just wipe away what you have and get some players up in here that's going to uh, play. You know, I do think the Saints need to address the wide receiver position. For years, we've known that the Saints needed a number two wide receiver. They tried to do it last year with Emmanuel Sanders, but him and Michael Thomas couldn't be on the field at the same time for the most part. The Saints need to go get themselves a wide receiver to me in free agency and also draft one. I think the Saints need a, a new, you know what I'm saying, two and three wide receiver. Me personally, um, I, I put this up on social media. A guy that I'm looking at in the offseason is Juju Smith-Schuster. That's a guy that I feel like would be a good pick for the New Orleans Saints. Some people are talking about him being on TikTok and all that kind of stuff. I could care less about that. They're, those type of stories are just stories that people put out there to try to create distractions. Juju Smith-Schuster is a solid number two receiver. He's a guy, if uh, yo number one is again double team, he showed that he can win his one-on-one matchups. He's a guy that you can line up in a slot. He's a big physical guy. He can block on the outside, you know, when you run in ball with Alvin Kamara. And um, also I would go and get, you know, the wide receivers, one of those wide receivers uh, out of Ohio State. You know, I think that that would be, you know, good for the Saints, good route runners, guys that can catch the ball, guys that can get yards after the catch, guys that aren't dropping passes left and right, and guys that can catch those contested catches. That is something that the Saints need really, really bad, okay? Uh, The Saints, wide receivers cannot catch contested catches this season at all. And um, that's something that needs to be addressed. And also, they need to be able to get yards after the catch. The only one that seems to be able to do that to me is Deontay Harris, which we've seen on that 70-plus yard touchdown against the Cowboys, but it's too few and far in between. And it's too many few receptions in between. So the Saints, to me, they need to revise the entire wide receiver room. Seriously. Uh, we're going to go to Jerry. Uh, Jerry, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, TJ? Hey, what's up, TJ Jones? How you doing, man? All right. Glad heard you. Heard you feeling better, man. Uh, glad to hear that you're feeling better, man. I was praying yeah. for you. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I, I feel a lot better. You know, the cough is the always the last thing to go away. <laughs> the cough always the last thing to go away, man. But I feel a lot better. That's good. I'm glad to hear. You know, at this time, at this time of season, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna feel them, them type of effects, especially during the winter time. So yeah, man. Yeah, it, it, it is cold and flu season, so we just try to do all we can to stay well. Yeah, it's all we can do, man. But Jerry, Jerry, what you got for us, man? What you got for us? Well, uh, well, TJ, I was looking at that uh, that article earlier that that, that, that was shown on on, mm-hmm. on on here and. Uh, and uh, whoever this whoever this person is, 
don't don't worry about it, TJ, because I don't know what this guy was talking about 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 Jameis Winston and all he went through. I mean, I I can care less about what he did. All thing I can tell this guy is get a life, because mm. that that man don't probably that man don't even know football himself, and he over yeah. here talking about Jameis Winston in a, in a bad way. Knock it mm. off. Just yeah. not, just just cut it out. Yeah. Because just just go somewhere and get a life, whoever that person is. Anybody yeah. got time for all that? Yeah. I just think those type of people, they just empty inside. You know, exactly. those are the type of people that just show up. They see a person feeling good about themselves, positive energy, and they just like to throw their little negative, uh, you know, their little negative uh, diatribe in there. But, you know, I, I just think that it's sad. Um, I think it, it was is. cowardly. Um, you it's know. the same, bro. Yeah, it, it's, it's cowardly. Like for you to I make a comment spoiled. and then you know hide your hand. I mean, I don't understand it. Man, uh, look, TJ, I just got nothing. But I, but we, that's not what we're here to talk about. Yeah, we're here man. to talk about these last five games coming up. And uh, right. and I was uh and uh and I said on, on in the in the chat that I was on uh Hooded Jews uh uh podcast. I was mm-hmm. on the round table with him. He said he's he he said to tell you anytime if you. Want to come over and chop it up and talk Saints football on the round table? You're more than welcome, he said. Yeah, man, I know he invited me. I, I know he invited – yeah, he invited me last show. Man, I was feeling like straight hot garbage, okay? <laughs> I, I promise you, man, like if, it, if the Saints didn't have that live show, I wouldn't have been on there last Thursday, man. I wouldn't have. You know, I was – man, I can bet – I was barely able to hold my head up, man. If y'all – like I wasn't on the camera. I'm telling you, I was muting quite a bit, man. I was coughing so much. It, it was ridiculous, man. So I, I didn't feel my best. So I, I definitely want to be a part. I definitely want to get on a, a Hooded Jube uh, show. I know he's, uh, I think he's actually in uh, in waiting right now. He wants to uh, speak. So he, I think he's right after you. But definitely want to be a part of the show. I'm not just saying that. It's just, uh, it's just been real rough for your boy for this last week, man. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I, I, I understand the feeling, TJ. Look, look, I, I was in that same boat because, you know, with all the confidence stuff, you know, I had to I had to take some Musinate DM to kind of kind of yeah. let that music out of my system and take drink some right. green tea, some some vitamin C, some this and that, and take the, eat, eat some peppermints and some lemon drops and all that all that stuff. I know exactly what you mean, bro. Right. I know exactly what you mean when it comes to this situation because I've been there. Right. Yep. But uh, but I gotta but uh, but also shouts out to everybody in the chat. I hope everybody is doing well. You know, yeah. uh, after the, what what Thursday, uh, Thursday night when you had your uh your uh your uh, uh podcast, uh, TJ. Uh, I wanted mm-hmm. to come on there to say something, but it was way too late. It was already late anyway. So I said, Nah. I told you the same thing I told Hoodie Jube. I said, Nah. Next time maybe I'll come on TJ Jones's show, and I'll mm-hmm. call in and. Won't be yeah. won't be so late that that, that time. So like I said, right. I just ended the round table with him. So yeah, so now I'm here. So I'm, dude, I just been everywhere this evening. I was on there. Mm-hmm. I was on uh, the sports call with Big Q talking about yeah. the uh, talking about my upcoming matchup and about Cam Jordan got COVID and Deontay yeah. Harris suspended for three games. And I was like, and like man, I'm just, <laughs> I, bro, I'm just I, I was just traveling, bro. I mean, you, you know, you, you know the OG travels very well. When yeah, man. To, when it, it comes to chopping up, talking about New Orleans Saints, man. So right, yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, man. I mean, look. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like it's just a, a bunch of a, a, a bad news, barrels of bad news. It seems like nothing good ever just coming out of New Orleans these days, man. It's like anytime like I, I, I click on New Orleans Saints, I Google and I hit the news uh, button, it's just always something, you know, like, you know, like I guess that's why one of the main reasons why people, man, just think I can't wait for this season to be over, you know. And you know, yeah. I mean, it is it's crazy to think about that because when you're watching the Saints over the last couple of years, you you want them, you know, you feel like you wish the season can go longer, but it just seems like the season that's just not meant to be for the New Orleans Saints. It just seems like everything is just going wrong. And sometimes, man, you know, it just happens, man. Those injuries catch up with you, uh, and it's hard for you to weather that storm. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, and uh, and I and I see I see a comment in the in, in the chat from uh, Kendrick uh, Perryman. He said, "Who that from Madison, from Madison, Mississippi?" He said, "TJ, I didn't know you was a J State uh, alumni. Congratulations what? on winning the, uh, the Sweat Championship." What? Yeah. Just for that? Yeah, he said he said for hey, that. just just for him saying that. Hey, hold on, man. Just for that. Do 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 do. Jay, do do. S n n u j s u rocks the o. Shouts out to the Jackson State Tigers, Mac champions, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, I believe Mac and Gold, man. But hey. I want to hey. uh, I want to address that real quick, man. Cause look, my dad my dad was uh, came in town this past weekend, and he was rocking his uh, Jackson State shirt. So, cause I already know I felt a, J- a JSU win coming from the uh, from the SWAT championship. So yes, sir. They won twenty seven to ten. So shouts out to yes, Jackson sir. State. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. Congratulations to the yeah, Tigers, buddy. man. Yeah, told yes, you, hey, thank, thank, uh, big thanks to Coach Prime. Deion yes, Sanders sir. For helping them win, man. That's yeah, man. Right. Hey, shout out to yeah, all of the swag, like, man. You know, it was I, a great I, I, season I, I, all together. I, I, I just saw that in the chat. I say, look, I just saw that in the chat. I say, oh man, I know TJ gonna be happy about that. Oh man, yes, sir, man. Look, <laughs> man, we love. Made feel better. <laughs> hey, I love. Hey, I love all HBCUs, man. All is all love here. But hey, man, Jack State University got a special place in my heart, man. I went there, walked there. You know, slept there in the dorms. You know what I'm saying? That was my home. You know, before I actually had a home. Like, I went to Jackson State right after Hurricane Katrina, man. So, I was living in a dorm room. I didn't have nowhere to stay. You know what I'm saying? Before mom and them even had a crib out there in Vicksburg. So, Jackson State University is always going to be in my heart, man. I'm, I'm, bruh, I'm on cloud nine right now, man. If they can win the celebration bowl, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Hey, man. Hey, look, look, I, look! I was talking to my pastor uh, 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 Sunday after church because uh, he uh, he came on. He had we had our little Zoom meeting right. uh, that we have every day, and uh, and he was right. he, and I was here and I was hearing the sonic boom of the sound when I came on. I say, I say, yes, that sound like Jackson State you playing? I say, yeah, man, because <laughs> because I know they beat Alcorn a couple of weeks ago. So, so and, and just this past yes, weekend they beat uh, Prairie, Prairie View. So. And it became swag champion. So shout out to JSU, man. Shout out to JSU. Yeah. yeah, man. I mean, look, it's been rough, man. Look, I I feel I, I remember earlier in the show I said shouts out to the Michigan Wolverines 
you know, to winning a Big Ten championship. You know why I said that? Because I felt like the Michigan Wolverines. It just seemed like we j- like they couldn't beat Ohio oh, State. Bro. We couldn't beat Alcorn. We couldn't beat Alcorn, man. So, man, Alcorn been wiping the flow with us over the last couple <laughs> of years, man. So for them to do it, man, yeah. that, that's that's the best happened. feeling in the world. What's that? Yeah, man. Hey, now, now, now you definitely gonna be on cloud nine now. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it, man. But Jer- Jared, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate the call. Uh man, continue to represent the Who That Nation. I know it's been a rough year, my brother, but uh man, it's good to have fans like yourself, man, that never give up on the black and gold, my friend. Hey man, hey, hey, that's that's the thing about me, TJ. And shout out to everybody once again in the chat. Look. I, like like you said, I know it's been rough. Uh, uh, who that nation? And it, not the way we wanted, but hey, I, like I said before in the past, I said I wouldn't trade this this New Orleans t- Saints team for nobody. Yes. I don't care how good they are. I'm staying. I'm a. I'm a. Like I'm a. And shouts out to uh to Aaron with uh B and G Breakdown Podcast. Yeah, man. Shouts out to Aaron, man. B and G Breakdown. Yeah. He always he always say he always say, you know that over here we bleed. Black and gold until we are dead. Till we dead and cold. Yes, sir. And I'm, <laughs> so I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay bleeding black and gold through my soul until I'm dead and cold. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Shouts out to Aaron, man. That's, that's a that's a great slogan right there. You need to get that trademark. Jerry Poor, man, OG of the State of Saints podcast. Thank you. And shout, and shout out to all the Saints trends as well, man. All everybody, man. I mean, I, I, it, I, it's. it's I know we got another call on, but shouts out to everybody in the chat. Shouts out to all the Saints dreams. You know, we 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 we, we still look. We like one like on drum line. We one band. We one sound. Yes, sir. Yep, and that's I'm how it works, man. Like yeah, appreciate that, Jared. Thank you so much, man. Oh, you're more than welcome, TJ. I'm glad you're feeling much better, man. No, we're gonna talk some more this week. Yeah, man. No doubt about it. Yeah, man. OG. Jerry, man, real talk, man. Look, can't just root for a team when they win, you know, when they own. You know what I'm saying? They gotta have like the bad times, you still gotta show your support. She says, Oh, you got a lot of my sippy and old TJ. Look, man, went to school in Mississippi. Mom and them still still stay out there in Mississippi and Vicksburg. Uh, my grandparents stay right across the water in Tallulah. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all go get them lottery tickets over there. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Look, I, I love Mississippi, man. Shouts out to Mississippi. Uh, you know, my home away from home. You know, I, I stayed going down there even when I was in New Orleans, man. Family reunion every two years. Jones Williams family reunion used to uh go out there, you know, stay for a weekend. I, I man, I always uh, you know, was always in Mississippi, man. But you know, shouts out to uh, all the schools in Mississippi. Shouts out to all the HBCUs. You know, I'm rooting for all HBCUs, man. Like until they play Jackson State, then it's holding that story. But we're gonna go to uh Hoodie Jew, man. Hoodie Jew, uh, y'all can catch him on YouTube, youtube.com. Uh search Hoodie Jew, subscribe to the channel. He talks New Orleans Saints, has round table discussions about the black and gold. Uh Hoodie Jew. I'm doing good. What about you, man? I'm doing fine, man. Uh, thank you for being a part of the show. 
No problem, man. But um, before we even start talking, y'all, I've been in here for about 30 minutes launching, man. How the hell we only got 50 lights when we have 100 and some people in this chat? Can y'all please put some <laughs> damn lights on this thing, please? Just hit the yeah, light. Yeah, man. I, look, I look, I appreciate it if people, if you put a like on there, man. If you tell everybody you enjoy the State of the Saints podcast. And thank you for saying that, Hoodie Juba. I appreciate this. <laughs> no problem. But I really do not know where to start, dude. There's so much stuff that we can talk about. Trust me, I just ended my podcast and we was on here for two hours, literally just talking about different stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess you can say the first thing we talked about was um, Cameron Jordan, right? He might not um, mm -hmm. make the game this weekend. And right. I asked people, I said, so what's going to happen? Um, because you don't have a Davenport just yet. You don't have um, Compassion because he's on um, IR. Peyton Turner's still on IR. Like, right. who is the next man up now? Because you got Grandison on one side. Now, who is that next man up? And I literally asked my chat. I said, is this the time to finally test out the water and see what Zach Bond can do? Because that's what he did in college, right? He was an edge right. rusher um, type right. of linebacker. I mean, he didn't really do a lot of coverage. You know, he was mainly known for his damn edge rusher. So I said, right. is this the game that we can see him be an edge rusher? And I said, it could be. And some of the people came on and said, we really do think that would be the game because you're already 5-7, and seven, so what's the worst can happen right test exactly. him out and see what he does so right. that that was number one thing we're talking about number two you know we don't have our number one target now and deontay harris suspended three games but right. i told everybody i said look at the bright side of it at least he's taking it now to where he can still play at the end of the season and he can still play next year so right. it won't be the first three games the next year that's a good thing um right and I was going over a few things because a lot of people in my chat earlier were saying um, they don't think Callaway's the answer for next year to play with us. Um, Y'all wrong because I went and looked up his damn stats and stuff, and I wanted and I wanted to let you know too because I remember at the top of my head he is tied right now in the NFL out of all the receivers in the NFL he is tied at 14th right now with six touchdowns. But you tell me he don't belong in the offense just because he doesn't have a touchdown every game doesn't mean he doesn't belong just because. He's not getting open every game and getting you 80-plus yards. doesn't mean he doesn't belong on the team. But if you watch every game, he's getting at least one to two, three catches, and they at least deep pass. So they're at least 20, 40 yards for you. So that's you always need one big play from him, and he does. And even if it does come in a trash time fourth quarter, he's still getting in the end zone. So you got to give credit to Callaway. And I think he's ranked like 17th or 18th in the league um, out of all receivers on yardage. I think he's like 14.8 yards per um, catch. So yeah. – you can't just hate on a dude. Yeah, he might be tied for 170-something, I looked at, in receptions. But look who he's being guarded by. He's literally they literally put in their number one targets and watching and having another eye on him, basically devoting him kind of like Michael Thomas is. Like, what do you want the young man to do? He's an undrafted player, but he's tied for 14th in the league with six TDs. And I think so he's you got think, the most. So you think, um, you think based on, like, his where he is on the field, uh, you think it plays a role in how – uh, he plays throughout the entire game because he's uh, getting that number one look every single game. Yeah, I feel like he's getting the number one. Cause I told everybody, I feel like if you had Michael Thomas on the field, and don't forget the last four games, we ain't had no Kamara. So mm -hmm. if you had Michael Thomas on the field, that takes your number one and you're probably one of your best safeties off of you because you got to watch him now. You got to devil team Michael Thomas because if you don't devil team, we're going to get a um, pass on you every damn time. Right. Number two, but now you got to get your linebackers and you got to maybe keep another safety that's on the field to watch out for Avon Kamara because if we pass him out in the backfield, who's going to tackle him? So you right. got to watch out for that now. Now you move over to your number two and number three receiver. 
which is basically Deontay Harris, Traquan, and Callaway. You can mix all of them two up for your number two and number three right now, basically, because okay. nobody really proven it. So besides Deontay, so let's just say Deontay Harris is your second, and you don't want to watch him um, going deep on you. So you gotta watch him with a safety over the top and make sure he doesn't kill you. Now who the hell is gonna watch Callaway now? Your third string corner, and guess what? That's not who he's going against. He's going against the number ones and number twos. So for him just to get some stuff and looks like that and get to these on some of these people. It's showing you that he improved from last year, and this is his first year with an offseason. This is his first year stepping up. And what I told people, even if we have a losing season this season, this was probably one of the blessings in the sky. So this is telling you something right here. Look what Jameis Winston did, 5-2 and two before he got hurt. That proved to you right there. He can win with the people we have on the field. And that's not even your best people on the field. That's with no Jameis Winston. That's not with the best O-line possible. So... We got a lot of um, hope next year. And then you look at it like this, too. Michael Thomas comes back next year. Let's say they use a high draft pick this year and gets you a number two legit receiver to help out just in case Thomas goes down again. Well, you've seen we can score touchdowns with these people. You've seen we can march down the field with some of these people. So if they get in this number one rep doing all this, you can have hope next year knowing that, hey, if Michael Thomas goes down for one game, we know we can win one game without him because we proved to it. And now Callaway, Deontay Harris, and all of them had experience the whole year to play number one receiver and what it was like to go up against these corners. And now next year, you know you can have confidence in him at least for one game or two games while somebody's out. And that's why yeah. I tell people, look at it like that. Don't hate on him and say, you know, bad things about him saying he doesn't belong just because he's not getting open. And I'm like, do you not realize this dude's an undrafted player tied for 14th in the league on touchdowns right now as a receiver? Right. They got people well, who are star players that don't have that many touchdowns right now. Well, I think what people uh, want, and, you know, they, they want players, if a guy goes down, they want that player to be able to win that, you know what I'm saying, win that matchup and give them 100 plus, you know what I'm saying, to give them 100 yards. Like, and I guess, you know, it, it don't really help the cause when you're seeing uh, Amari Cooper make plays on one side, then C.D. Lamb making plays on the other side, and then <laughs> – Michael Gallo making plays on the other side. You know what I'm saying? Like, your first, second, and third receivers out there making circus catches. And you know what I'm saying? You looking at your players like you just hope they can catch the ball when it gets it's straight to their numbers. So I, I think, like, look, do I think Callaway is, needs to be thrown away or tossed aside? No. Uh, but I'll be lying to you if I, I feel like the Saints couldn't get something better than him at a number two or uh, number three receiver. I just want, you know what I'm saying? Like, can he, can he win that matchup? Absolutely. Like, we seen, like, last year, you know, when wide receivers went down, we seen them, you know what I'm saying, in the Detroit Lions game, and we seen them step up in a, in a few games. Yeah, I do think that we're asking too much from an undrafted guy to go out there and line up, you know what I'm saying, from Jadavious White and go out there and win that matchup, or Jair Alexander and win that matchup. But at the same time, man, I, 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 I need some rough riders, man. Put it you, but I need some ballers, man. <laughs> I need somebody. I need some dudes that are gonna go out there and, and make and make the game come to them sometime, man. And I think that's something that's missing in, in New Orleans. You know, like those guys aren't bad. They're fundamentally sound, but there's nothing like a special wide receiver, man. A guy that can take over a game. Or if a guy goes down, another guy can step up. You know, and we've seen that throughout the years, man. We've seen if Coaston go down. We've seen Last Moore go for a hundred. We've seen, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying Meacham and and Devering Henderson, and you know what I'm saying, and even the tight ends eat, Dave Thomas and crew. So, you know, I guess it kind of spoiled us because we know 
that other guys can pick up the slack. And it's weird to see guys, you know what I'm saying, all across the board getting passes few and far in between. Now we can talk about why, you know what I'm saying, and how that's happening. But I do want to I do want to see a little bit more from uh, my wide receivers. But you're absolutely right, man, you know, about uh, not wanting to throw Callaway away. I do think he's a serviceable receiver. But you, you talked about the draft. Let me ask you this. You talked about the draft. You said, uh, you know, Michael Thomas over the last couple of years went down. We've been needing a number two. Okay, so do you think the Saints need to address the wide receiver position in the first round or maybe, you know what I'm saying, in the later rounds of the NFL draft? If you were the GM, if you were the one that was picking on the first day, what are you going with, man? Well, if I was the GM, first of all, I'm going to find my way in the top five picks. And um, I'm not going to lie to you. I would tank right now. Um, lose the rest of my season on purpose. I'll put my boy Ian Books in, see what he can do. Um, take, take Camara, Mark Ingram. Y'all both can rest. I'm going to put Tony Jones at running back. I'm taking all right. my starters out. I'm, I'm tanking. I'm not going to lie to you because the reason why, first of all, let me just tell you this. The reason why I would tank, everybody, uh-huh. so y'all can understand where I'm coming from, you're going to make it to the playoffs. Let's say you make it to the playoffs. Right. Are you going to get out the first round? Hell no. How are you going to do this with a banged up Taysom Hill with a broken finger or whatever on his damn throwing hands, first of all. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you don't like Trevor because Trevor can't run um, mm-hmm. with the ball. So you get mad at him with that. You don't have a healthy O-line. You don't have a healthy Camara right now. You right. don't have Michael Thomas and all them. So you don't have crap. So if you do make a push, all you get in is saying, hi, my team added to the playoffs. But look, now next year my schedule is going to be harder and we won't be in the top ten picks. you know, And we're going to have to try to trade Good up point. again. And we're not going to be able to trade up. Every year you hear, oh, the Saints are going to trade up and get this guy. He's going to get this guy. No, we didn't because we couldn't make a goddamn trade. Why? Because nobody likes the Saints. Well, guess what? If y'all don't like us and don't want to trade with us, then guess what? I'm going to tank the rest of the season, and I'm going to make myself a top five pick um, with the Saints. And then the people I would get, I want to get – the number one person I want to go after is Williams from Alabama. That receiver looks legit, Mm -hmm. looks really good. Plus, if he went, like, number one or number two for some reason in the first round – and I didn't have my pick on that, then I'll probably pick um, one of the two receivers out of Ohio State. I like Chris right. Olaf and um, Wilson. Them two right. are the, would be my two favorites. Uh, and then if I had a second-round pick or something like that, I would definitely work on O-line again because um, Andrews Pete injured every damn year. Um, Armstead might be gone. So right. you got to watch out, you know, address that. It's, that's in the free agency, the draft, you know, whatever. And another person I think I would go after in the second or third round would be a safety because mm. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I don't think Malcolm Jenkins is here much longer. Now, I was yep. hearing y'all conversation about Marcus Williams and C.J. Garner-Johnson. Now, hear me out. I love C.J. Garner-Johnson. I love his um, energy, the juice he brings to the team. No doubt he's got to sign with us again after next year because I think his contract ends in 2022. So, right. after next season, we got to sign him for sure. But this year, since you franchise um, tag my boy Williams, sign him to a good deal because if you go look at his stats and really look at him, he's ranked literally in the top five out of all safeties. But yeah. what, hurt, what hurts us and the reason why people hate on him is because they still hold a grudge on the damn miracles on some of the big plays. And I look at people and they're like, oh, but look at that um, run he did. He allowed Tony did for the touchdowns this past Thursday. And I said, but who allowed Tony to get through? The whole defensive line, the linebackers, the other corners that was in front of him? I'll right. let him go. So do you blame all that on Marcus Williams? No, he's the last guy to get there. And he kind of slapped up on the run because he, he probably didn't want to go. Because if he would have went full speed at him, he would have just cut to the right and he would have been touched down anyway. So he was basically not trying to get cut off. And he was just trying to catch up and see if he can maybe push him out of bounds like he did. But he pushed him literally right a little bit too late. Right. But 
I feel like people hold grudges on him. I like Marcus Williams. Now, if we can keep Marcus Williams and um, CD Deuce, no problem. Our defense is going to be legit. You already got Lattimore locked up. You got Chris Rizard, a freaking good DB coach, going to help Adebo. Yep. Look at him. Have you really heard anything since um, the Falcons game, since that blown call about on Adebo, that big play? No. No, nope, I haven't. haven't heard nothing because he's been quiet, because he's been doing his thing. He's been locking them up. And I'm going to tell everybody this, too. They might hate me a little bit for saying this. Adebo has been playing so damn freaking good and that people are getting mad because they can't put in the comments anymore. Adebo ain't this one. Like, hello, he's a rookie, goddammit. But look what he's doing. Yeah. Because I've been at the games live. And I've been watching it on TV, too, whenever they play away. If you watch, who is Lattimore lining up against, y'all? He's lining up against the no-names. So who do you have on these big-name receivers? Adebo. And Adebo has not been heard because he's been locking them up. So yep. I don't know why people hate on this rookie. Yeah, and I, that's another thing, too. I mean, if you if you look, I mean, the dude was a third-round pick. You know what I'm saying? Even though he has first-round talent, he still was a third-round pick. And people just, you know, expect this dude to go out here and channel his inner Richard Sherman. Like, just because he went to Stanford, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that don't mean that he about to come out here just playing like Richard Sherman did, you know what I'm saying? It's when he first came out. And a lot of people don't realize that Richard Sherman was out there on special teams making plays before he got out there to become the lockdown corner that we seen him as. But, I mean, the, the guy gets better every game. I mean, he's a sure tackle. He's probably one of the best tacklers that they have out there, him and P.J. Williams. And you know what I'm saying? The guy, he, he doesn't make the same mistake twice. I think that's a recipe for success down the line. But this is my last question for you, Hoodie Jube. Yes, okay, sir. Okay, you, you talk about the wide receiver position. If yes, it just sir. so happened that the Saints uh, get a pick and Kenny Pickett, the quarterback from Pittsburgh, is not on the board, do you draft Kenny Pickett in the first round? Um, the quarterback? Yes. Um, I say no. Hmm. Why the, not? Reason why, why? the reason why the reason why I say no. First of all, I want a receiver. Um, so if my three receivers ain't on the board, I'm still going after another damn receiver because this whole class is literally filled with a lot of talented receivers. First of all, right, right. second of all, I wouldn't want another quarterback because I already got my quarterback of the future, and that's Jameis Winston. And I don't give a damn right. if anybody agrees with me or not. But if this man was playing with the same amount of people, basically, besides the old line might have been one tackle um, healthier, which was Ramchek on the right side. But Armstead was still banged up. McCoy was out for a little bit. You know, um, P got hurt one game, I think it was. So if you can hold it with the same receivers and the same pieces that, you know, Trevor and Taysom had, and he can hold us to 5-2, and two, um, I think he would have been 6-1 and one if it wasn't for the, all the COVID shit and all the people out for that um, Panthers game. We probably would have beat them too, to be honest right. with you. Right. So five and two as a starting quarterback from a dude that got blamed and saying he's a 30-for-30 type of guy and you change that man around and the reason why i say we got our next quarterback is demario davis that man is the leader of the team right now he's the one that does the chant every damn week you know does the talk pre-game huddle right. he literally said out of all the people he ever played with Jameis was his favorite player he ever played with um favorite football player to um have off and on the field and just think of that just think of what drew did for the city and for this team and how much everybody loved playing with drew Right. And you telling me DeMario Davis said Jameis Winston, he liked better than Drew? That tells you something right there about what type, what type of guy he is in the locker room and on the field. And that's why I feel like he's going to be back because DeMario Davis is going to say, I want my boy Jameis back in the building. Could he literally answer that question? What will y'all do for next quarterback next year? He literally said, I want Jameis Winston back. That's my dude. Yeah. So yeah. that's my answer. And then you still got a dude you drafted in the fourth round last year and Ian Books. 
that can be a solid number two backup. Um, but to be honest with you, and I know people are going to hate me for this, and you might argue with me a little bit, but Trevor Simeon was not bad. He is not a scrambler, but he's a pocket passer. That's what all quarterbacks were before we had uh, Michael Vick and the Lamar Jacksons and all of them come in here changing the game because everybody if, if they would really look at the games and say okay look this dude had a trash O-line they all banged up no goddamn Kamara no Michael Thomas no Amanda Sanders because he left so you're down to Callaway and them who are undrafted players um, and you're playing with these people and you don't have five seconds to do nothing with the ball what are you going to do because trust me if you had Drew Brees Drew Brees would be in the and trying to throw the ball away because he only has two seconds um, in the pocket now Trevor Simeon, if you have weapons like we talked about before, you got the blockers, you got the weapons around him, he can win those games while somebody's out. He's not going to win you all 17 games during the season because oh, no. he's not that starting no. quarterback. But he can no. win a few and hold it down. He's not going to hold it down for your whole seasons. But the one person I believe that could be that if he learns the playbook is Ian Books. He can scramble. He can extend the plays. And he proved it with Brian Kelly in Notre Dame. He only lost like four games his whole season. Um, his whole career there, and the man had like a 65% completion as a quarterback there. Yeah. So, I mean, that would be my quarterback as a backup, and then third string, I'll keep Trevor and Taysom Hill, and, you know, I love Taysom. He's going to be my all-around player. He's literally going to be my, my weapon that I want him to be. I'm not going to put him at QB. Um, yeah. You know, not especially not starter. No. Yeah. Well, I definitely, <laughs> look, I definitely think that uh, Trevor Simeon, to me, he most likely won't be a New Orleans Saint next season. Probably because he's gonna get picked up by somebody else. He he's one of those guys that you know gonna be a lifer in the league. But I definitely don't think that he's the the long term solution. I mean, he very you know I I do think that you know he made some plays, but at the same time he left a lot on the field. Like just evaluating and looking at what you know what I'm saying some of the things that he did, and I get it. You know, but what we're experiencing right now, Hoodie Jew, is what we call the Drew Brees effect. Like, <laughs> Drew Brees made everything so much better. He made that offensive line better. Because the thing about Drew Brees, what a lot of us don't pay attention to, is if Drew Brees, look, if Drew Brees was throwing a screen and he seen that the screen ain't there, he gonna throw it at their feet. If a player, you know what I'm saying, rushes Drew Brees, Drew Brees gonna get the ball out of his hand and throw it to the ground before the guy throw them to the ground. I remember I was watching like NFL Top 100, and I think Gerald McCoy was talking about uh, Drew Brees. He was like, Drew Brees, like one of the most frustrating quarterbacks I ever played. He said, because when you think that you have him, you have him, you know what I'm saying, going down to the ground, he throws it to the ground, it's incomplete. But guess what? That pass incomplete, but guess who don't take responsibility for that? The offensive line. Even though the offensive line allowed Gerald McCoy to get to the backfield. So Drew Brees allowed a lot of those, those imperfections of that offensive line to kind of get slid under the rug. So I just think that because Drew Brees isn't there calling out uh, coverages anymore for Eric McCoy and him being able to cheat sheet off, you know what I'm saying, him and, and telling the guards where they need to block and telling them who the Mike, who the Sam, and who the Will is, I think that's the reason why they suffering, mm -hmm. man. It just shows you how great this dude was even when he wasn't throwing the football. But uh, Hoodie Drew, thank you it so does. much, man. Appreciate Can I ask you a question, Dale? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I just got two quick questions. So yeah, one yeah, of them ahead. was um, was about this. So if you was Sean Payton, you was the coach, right? And mm -hmm. you seen what Jameis did for you. You seen what you did with Jameis. 
I and let's say Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson's both are leaving this year and they said we don't want to be back with our team. I'm looking for a new franchise, you know. And let's say Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson both said I would love to come to New Orleans and see what I can do. Would you look into signing one of them and having to pay them? Or would you stick with the man Jameis? And me, because people ask me this on my podcast and I tell them, I would stick with Jameis. This man is five to six years younger. So you get five or six more years out of this dude. And he was proving himself with what we had. And this is not even weapons around him. So once you get the people around him, we're going to easily make a Super Bowl run. And I said, why would you take Aaron Rodgers, who's got like three years left, Russell Wilson, who might have five years, when you can get Jameis for 15 years. And then if you let him go somewhere else, he might find him a new team. That's a, that's a great point. And that's, that's something that I said on, on the show. Um, when you're looking at uh, Russell Wilson, who I, I think just turned 34, if I'm not mistaken. He just turned 34 last week. I, I love Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is my favorite quarterback in the league. Of course you have to call if they you know what i'm saying if they're interested you got to talk to them but if you're looking at like youth somebody that's probably can take you further like i understand that the nfl is about winning now and all that kind of stuff there and i get that but i do feel like james winston is more of a long-term solution because next year we are gonna be 28 years old you know what i'm saying that was like around the age drew Brees was when he first got to new orleans and you got about 15 years out of him so Who's to say that you can't get another 15 years out of Jameis Winston of solid quarterback play? So I do think that you have to look at their ages, look at where you are as a team uh, and and where you want to go. Like, you know, I look at Tampa, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they winning right now, but you're winning with a 44-year-old quarterback or 45-year-old quarterback. How many years he got left? You know, (laughs) how many years he got left in the tank? So you really basically just trying to go for broke right now. And I understand that. The Saints, they went for broke last year, in my opinion, with Drew Brees. When they laid it all on the line, when they were deep and they had all that depth at every position, they went for broke. Now I feel like they can kind of spread it out. Then they can actually rebuild and restructure this team to really make a run and be a threat in NFC South for years to come. But I, mm-hmm. I do think that you have to make that phone call. But I'm not, I'm yeah. not trying to give up on Jameis Winston like, you know, like some, some people, people are, <laughs> yeah. Because right now, could it, you know what it's about? It's about names. It's about notoriety. It's about going with somebody that we know, right? You know what I'm saying? We've seen Aaron Rodgers win. We've seen Russell Wilson win. And sometimes we fall in love with the names, but we don't really pay attention to that wear and tear that's been on their body all these years, man. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why these teams are able to go out here and draft these other players to be their successor. It's because they're actually seeing – uh, the writing on the wall, man. So the Saints better be careful with that, man, because Jameis Winston isn't that, you know, that terrible or, or terrible to a point where you don't feel like you can win with him if you put some pieces around. But uh, thank you so much, man. Thank yeah, you so then, much, man. Appreciate that. And then the last question basically was um, it's kind of like a Jameis question, but it's not. It's like a salary cap. Right. The reason why I tell people I like Jameis more, too, is because <clears throat> I'm not saying he plays like Tom Brady, okay? But he's right. he's a he's a leader, I feel like, like a Tom Brady in the future. Why? Because no matter how much we can all say we hate freaking Tom Brady and how much we hate hearing his name and the NFL we want him to retire. But the reason why this man won so many Super Bowls, it's because if you look at the Patriots and look at his um and look at him now, his contract, he doesn't ask for much. He asks for ten to fifteen million and he asks for the rest of that shit to add some weapons. Jameis Winston will be your cheap option next year 
and he's reliable and he's a team player and he's going to be the one that says hey i'm gonna take 10 15 million too i want weapons around us where we can succeed and win because he's a player of the game and he's heard what he says i love the game of football and i love to win that's what he wants to do so i feel like some of our players they need to stop asking for so much goddamn money and just get the pieces around you to where you can win super bowl because if i was a player on the saints I'd be like, look, offer me $1 million. I'm, a, I'm okay. I'm going to play my position, get some more pieces around us for we can win a Super Bowl because I want to be recognized as a Super Bowl champ, not as a person that got paid as the highest, you know, best corner in the league but could never make it to the playoffs because we could never get the pieces around me because right. that makes me look selfish. Right. I, I think that I think that a lot of that has to do, number one, uh, everybody isn't married to a supermodel that's worth a half, a half, a, a, almost a billion dollars. And number two, uh, you have to say that Bill Belichick is you know arguably one of the best gms in football you know what i'm saying and guys know what they're going to get when they come to new england they go to new england you know what i'm saying to become a champion you know what i'm saying they they they're willing to take the pay cuts because they know nine times out of ten more, more than likely the new england patriots are going to end up in a super bowl so a lot of the guys like I, I look at uh somebody like malcolm butler right malcolm butler played for you know the new england patriots then he ended up getting paid by the tennessee titans uh, Richard Seymour wanted a bigger contract. He won a couple Super Bowls with New England, then went out there to the Raiders, got himself paid. So a lot of these guys, they know what's up. You know, man, Belichick might pay one or two guys. You know what I'm saying? He might pay a, a shutdown, lockdown corner. And, and you know what I'm saying? The rest of the team probably just have some very serviceable contracts. I would love for the Saints to get to that point where they can get those guys serviceable contracts. But at the same time, it's going to take a guy like a Jameis with that mind frame that you're talking about in order to build a team around them and also you have to be able to be hitting in the draft as well man you know what i'm saying the saints have been doing a good job in the draft over the last couple of years getting guys you know what i'm saying that they can develop but the problem was those guys developed but they didn't get the results out of them like trey hendrickson right trey hendrickson that was a great opportunity a guy that was you know what i'm saying second in the league last year in, in sacks now he's you know what i'm saying like one of the leading sackers out there in cincinnati so that was a great opportunity for you to take advantage of that. The Saints got to draft well. They got to put pieces in place around this leadership that they have, this core that they have, and I think they can make a run. And I think that yeah. Jameis Winston can be the solution for the future, man. Yes, I think we just basically what you just said about the New England, we're literally the opposite. We're a team yep. that you know you can go to, you will win, you will make it to the playoffs, right. but how far will you make it if somebody goes down because – yeah, you got faith in Sean Payton as your coach, and, you know, the team's good, but your second strings are not as good because you're paying so many goddamn people so much money, and some of the other pieces around you might not be as good as the ones that you just paid, you know, high right. dollars to. And that's right. what I feel like. If we, like you said, if we just paid, okay, Lattimore, you're going to be all locked down corner like you're supposed to. You're going to play with everybody. It don't matter if there's a no-name or not, and you're going to lock them up. All right, here's your high money. All right, who else we need to pay on high money over here? Okay, we're going to pay you on offense. All right, good. We're going to pay you. And let's find, you know, two other people. Then everybody else, take a little small pay, you know, do your little things with the senators. If you, you know, get so many catches this year, you know, this is here's your money. Then do stuff like that to where you can get more pieces. Because, like, people were saying Bradley Roby was a little bust so far. Like, yeah, he's looking like a bust. But, I mean, this is his first time with us. And um, do you really want to get rid of him next year? Because you did waste a third-round pick on him. I mean, maybe right. Chris Rizar can change him around the rest of this year and maybe to find a way to use him. But, um. And I know, uh, I know, I said um, two questions, but one more thing, because somebody said about Dennis Allen might be leaving. Remember for a starting job, right. um, maybe next year. If so, 
Do you agree with me? Do you would you sign Chris Rosario to that defensive coordinator job? I would. Well, that's what I, I that's what I think the long term plan was in the first place. I don't think that there were no intentions. Like when Dennis Allen got the interview with uh, Philadelphia before uh, Sinceri went there, um, you know that was the writing on the wall. And you know, looking at the Saints defense and how formidable they are, somebody's going to be looking at this guy to give him another opportunity. You know, sometimes guys fail and flake out their first job around and then they go somewhere and they develop again and they become a much better coach. We've seen it with Pete Carroll. Uh, we've seen it with so many other coaches that got separate second opportunities. So I think that's what the Saints were trying to do. They knew that by putting Chris Richard inside of the facility, it can give him opportunity if Dennis Allen becomes a, a, a head coach somewhere that he can just slide into that spot. And I think that he, it will be a really good spot because, number one, Chris Richard is a leader of men. Number two, I don't know how the Saints were able to get him because he should have been a head coach somewhere. And three, just the fact that he's even in, you know what I'm saying, and you can see the improvement in the secondary in, in some cases, especially when it comes to the play of guys like P.J. Williams and some of these other guys who have been, uh, you know, notorious for making mistakes, you know what I'm saying, in crucial times of the game. So I, I think that would be a great pick for the New Orleans Saints. Wouldn't surprise me at all if they go in that direction. In fact, I think that would be a very smart direction for the exception if somebody calls Chris Richard and gives him a head coaching opportunity like they would Dennis Allen. Yep. But um, thanks thanks again, though, for letting me um, come on here and, you know, talk it up. That's why I'm trying to get you on one day on my show to where we can talk it up. I really want to try one day – the, um, like I said, since the beginning, before I even uh, when I did my first video, yeah. I said I would like to have you, me, um, my boy B and G breakdown, Mr. Aaron. Um, uh -huh. I'd love to have Big Q. I'd like to have all of us on one big roundtable one day and have a big talk. Like I was thinking, maybe this off season we can have one big roundtable with all of us and have a big off season talk and feel like what do we all agree on? You know that we can do to improve this offense, the defense, you know, coaching staff. What can we do? to make sure we are Super Bowl um, contenders because we all might not agree on but like us with James Wilson. Yeah. Somebody might say um, Russell Wilson is the answer or Aaron Rodgers. So it would be nice yeah. to have a big roundtable with all of us. Yeah, man, that would be that would be great. You know, like I said, I knew you uh, told me about it on last show. Like I said, I was just recovering from the flu. But I know we're going to have uh, opportunities, you know what I'm saying, where I'll be able to come on there and, you know what I'm saying, to be a part of the show. So just, uh, you know what I'm saying, keep me posted, man. You know what I'm saying? I promise I'm going to, you know, want to be a part of the show. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely want to be a part of it when, you know, we have that round table that you were um, alluding to. <laughs> yes, sir. And also, everybody in the day in chat, we got 105 people up in here. Hey, I'm a Saints YouTuber, too. It doesn't hurt to hit the subscribe button for your boy, Hoodie, you know. I'm having between 15 to 20 people usually um, in the chat every time while I'm going live. It would be nice to come in here and see you like him over here with 100 and something people live. <laughs> you know, because literally, um, I do what he does. I open up the lines, and I also open up the lines literally every podcast I do. There's always open lines, always around table, because I really like to know what everybody's thought is, because... Yeah. It does get, um, you know, boring sometimes when you're talking to your people in the chat. You got six of us on the table talking, and then we're trying to read the chats, you know, too. I'm like, what you doing in the chat, Ryan? Just come let your thoughts out on the dang thing. We'll talk instead of type. Right. Yeah, so. man, no doubt about it, man. Look, it is, you know, your show, you know what I'm saying, I, I checked it out. I mean, it's just a matter of time, man. You know, I, I mean, we all, you know, have, you know what I'm saying, our ideas, and we have our podcasts, and you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I can remember... You know what I'm saying? I can remember talking to myself. You talk about having 20. <laughs> I talk to myself. 
I was, you know, like, shoot, I, I mean, it, it, it took some time, you know what I'm saying? And, I, you know, the Who That Nation, they got behind me. And I know for a fact they're going to get behind you, man. And, and your show is going to, you know what I'm saying, just completely blow up to levels you can't even imagine, man. But especially with the commentary and the content that you bring and put forth, man, keep up that good work and uh, keep your head down, man. And great things are ahead for you, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. And also, everybody. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you haven't for him. Also, hit subscribe button for me too because yes, I sir. never, I never did come on here yet and told y'all. But my subscribers that do subscribe and that comes in my live and they show me love, I do do a draft, um, like a little spin um, wheel every time for the games to bring subscribers um, to the games for them to all the home games. Well, right. I got a lot of people that are in there right now that wants to go but they can't go because they live out of state they don't live here so if you do live in state and can go to every saints home game just hit the subscribe button show the love and maybe you can be that lucky subscriber to go to the games because i'm telling y'all one day when this shit blows up for me uh, when i get on your level tj and i start making some money and stuff like that through youtube um i'm definitely gonna be buying some better seats and stuff and my goal is to make a you know a lot of money off this channel and to buy them sweet seats download that they just built um they said it's like two to three hundred um k for the whole seasons and they can yeah. bring 20 people and i want to bring 20 people every game and it'll be fun just to bring people who can't um afford tickets like that because there's certain things you know maybe this bills um hospital bills you know you can name it people just can't afford them sometimes and i like to bring those people on you know to the games who can't afford them yeah man i mean that's a, that's a great concept and uh you know just keep up the good work i mean great things are ahead for you man no doubt about it and uh, that, that's what it's all about, man, helping one another, you know what I'm saying, helping people, you know, and also just showing the, the, the who that nation, the love and, you know, and, and the support that, that they show you back, man. Hoodie Jube, thank you so much, and uh, good luck to you, man. Thank you. Who that to y'all? Uh, who that? Yeah, man, I mean, look, I, I can remember that. Uh, like I said, I, I was talking to myself, all right? I remember, you know, the first episodes, kind of similar to some of the episodes I've had the last couple of days man where i was just doing voiceovers I, I would take my iphone 7 or 8 or whatever it was at the time and i would go in the closet and i would record myself then i would take that recording and and, and you know what i'm saying and go ahead and attach it to the computer and put a little slideshow around it and that's how the state of the saints podcast started i think it was probably eight nine months before i got in front of a, a, a camera and it was because of my station manager, Mr. Greg Kentz, actually blessed me uh, with my first webcam in order for me to start uh, the podcast to be able to do live streams. So, I mean, the rest is history, man. And and thanks to, uh, you know, 7,200 uh, uh, members of the Who That Nation, Saints uh, supporters, you know, I mean, we are uh, the State of the Saints podcast. So um, I'm blessed and I can't say what, what the secret sauce is. The only thing I can tell anybody that's trying to start a podcast is just continue to be consistent, continue to be hungry and continue to be humble. You know, uh, don't get to a point where you just feel like the people that they got you to a point, you, you, you know what I'm saying? You supersede them always, you know what I'm saying? Remember where you came from and always remember those that supported you uh, in the beginning. Uh, we're going to go to Jeff. Uh, Jeff, how you doing, man? Thank you for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. How's it going, TJ? First time caller, long time listener, bro. I appreciate that, Jeff, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, real big fan, man. Real big fan. I'm going to keep it uh, short and simple. I just got a couple of topics that uh, 
I never got to a chance to call in during the season because I'm always working. But yeah, I understand that, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I heard a lot of people talking about uh, going after Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why people aren't talking about Deshaun Watson. Mm. I don't know if we have enough mm. to offer Houston anything because we really right. don't have any assets or draft picks. Mm. But Deshaun, he's 26, right. one of the best QBs in the league, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm like in the loud minority. I think he's better than Lamar, but that's just me. Mm. Um, so I think if we can't get either like Rodgers or Deshaun, uh, keep keep Jameis and get some pieces around him because mm-hmm. this receiving core is just awful. It's I can't I can't watch Traquan Smith anymore. I don't know how you feel, <laughs> but I just I can't I, I can't do it anymore. Deontay Harris is cool, but I think his biggest problem is he's no good if he's not available. So I hear a lot of people saying you're. Your best ability is uh, availability. Exactly. There's always something going on with him, whether it's his fault or or not. But I think that's what his really big problem is. So just get some pieces around him. Use uh I heard you talking about Juju earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's some great receivers in this draft. Yep. Get some pieces around him. Stop putting all the work on Kamara and go from there. Yeah, I'm, that's that's a good. Those those are some good points. Um, me personally, you know, I think that all these guys are decent. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's the key word. Decent. I, I don't think that the Saints need decent. I, I think that you need good. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Above average, elite type of receivers, man. You know, like I said, I mean, look, we watched that game, man. You, you seen a game on Thursday? Man, you seen a third string receivers out there doing the toe drag swag for the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> and, and we and and there was one play where Taysom Hill threw the pass to Deontay Harris in his in his hands and he dropped. It. You know what I'm saying? But these dudes out here pillowetting like they like they uh Lynn Swine back in the day for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but we can't. You know what I'm saying? But we can't even catch easy catches. I'm I'm just t- like like. I'm just tired of decent receivers. You know what I'm saying? I, I want some receivers I know for a fact that's going to make a play. Some receivers, man, sometimes you just got to make a play. Sometimes those passes are going to be ugly. And sometimes you got to make that quarterback look good. You know what I'm saying? By catching those passes. I think there was one play um, a couple of years ago with Michael Thomas when he caught that ball on the sidelines. You know what I'm saying? When he, mm-hmm. when he, you know what I'm saying? When he, when he caught it on the sidelines, he, you know what I'm saying? Dragged both his feet in. That was an ugly pass. I want to say Teddy Bridgewater threw to him. That pad was ugly, but he caught it. You know what I'm saying? But that's sometimes that's what you got to do sometimes. Sometimes, like, you got to make your uh, your quarterback, you know what I'm saying, look better than what he actually is. And at this particular point, the Saints just got some serviceable guys to just to go out there. You throw a ball to them. If they just so happen to be a little bit open, they might catch it. But don't ask them for too much, like, catching in traffic. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they need more than that to me. Right. So what what do you think? Like, okay, um, I asked uh, Hoodie Juve this um, um, a few minutes ago. Uh, first round, uh, are you are you trying to go with a wide receiver or are you looking at something like a quarterback? Oh, for sure. I'm, I'm going with a wide receiver just because no matter who the quarterback is, we're going to need a wide receiver, just at least a solid second option. Right. Um, it doesn't – I don't know where our draft pick is going to be. I think right now we're projected probably middle – Middle yeah. towards the first. Right. So you got guys like um 
of course, Mechie. You got Jameson Williams. Uh, another slept-on name is uh, – um, what's his name? Pickens out of Georgia. He's coming off an ACL tear, but right. before before the ACL tear, he was an elite top five receiver in all of college football. Right. Maybe he slides and you can pick him up later on in the first round, but knowing Sean Payton, he'll probably pick some defensive end out of Wyoming. So <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Who knows what, what's going to, what's going to happen. But um, I think you have to go with uh, elite separating, Good route running receiver, and then let the cars fall into place after that. Yeah, I, I want to look. I, I, I think you, I think you need to get a wide receiver that can make Michael Thomas sweat. That that's what I think that you need. Like I think you need a, a wide receiver that can make him sweat because this this particular season, looking at what they parading out there every week, um, you know what I'm saying, and all of the antics and stuff like that. I just think that you want guys to have leverage but you don't want them to have too much leverage. And I think that is reaching a point to me when it comes to Michael Thomas, like he, 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 he getting a little bit of that David Ruffin um, complex. You know what I'm saying? When it's like, you know what I'm saying? He, he sung that, you know what I'm saying? He sung that number one. He sung that song, my girl, it became number one. Now y'all can't do nothing without me. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's what, that's what he on right now. You know what I'm saying? Offensive player of the year. You know what I'm saying? Like had some good seasons, all them catches. And now all of a sudden, like, oh, man, you know, it's starting to get that little David Ruffin. So now you have to go out here and get Dennis Edwards on his tail and show, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, you can say that song, you know what I'm saying, Cloud Nine, and have them boy nominated for that Grammy, you know what I'm saying? So the Saints <laughs> need somebody that's going to get get um, get his attention, you know what I'm saying, and, and be like, okay, hold on, man, okay. All right, now I got to go out here and show him because, I mean, he look, he know it. Look, Callaway out in line, he all right. You know what I'm saying? Traquan, like he, he like you need somebody that's gonna move him. You need somebody that's gonna have a cornerback turning their head around. And I think that's when you're gonna see him show up to trade a cap, ready and willing to play. That's that's what they need, man. That in my, my honest opinion, Jeff. But uh, you got anything else, man? Yes. So I have a question to you and like the rest of the chat. Are we sure that Marshawn Lattimore is a top five cornerback in the league? Um hey. <laughs> the last couple of games, the last couple of games, he hasn't played like it. Um, but I, I, the, I think the Saints, when they paid him, they paid him based on what they had in the past, uh, his potential of what he can be, and you know what I'm saying. Like, and I think that's the reason why they paid him. For that, I understand. I understand they paid him. I understand why they paid him. But at the same time, um. He has not been playing up to the expectations. He has not been playing up to the expectations which you expect him to be. Uh, he's been kind of slacking off. And I'm the biggest Marshawn Lattimore fan that you're going to find around here. But you got to call a spade a spade, man. Like, I, I'm, I'm to a point where, you know, maybe he should have kept that cast on his hand because he was playing better when he had it. So maybe the cast was he was able to put that up and it was batting the ball away or something. Maybe he need to put it back on or something. I, I don't know. But he hasn't been playing the way that a guy that just got paid is supposed to be playing. Right. I think he plays well in spurts. And somebody like I know everyone says every time he goes against Mike Evans, Mike Evans, that dog comes out of him. He just needs to have that consistent energy and that consistent focus. Like, I don't think he's focused week in and week out. And that's what we need from him. So I think once he, like once he can really focus in, I think he'll be 
top five for sure. But right now, I, I don't know. He's it, the frustrating thing is you see it, Jeff. The thing that's that's the that's the problem. You see it, like you see it in games, like when he played McLaurin in a Washington football team game. It's like you saw it. When right. you see him, like you know, what I'm saying, go up against like you know, DK Metcalf. I don't even let, I don't even really sweat that 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 one play because he shut him down at the end of the game. When mm-hmm. you start seeing stuff like that, but I don't think it should take a guy slapping you or wanting to fight you or you know, what I'm saying, pushing you down like you're a little child in order for you to get motivated to play. Like the team just on another level when he locking somebody down, and when he goes out there. And, and goes up against bottom tier, middle of the pack receivers, and those guys get the best of them. It just frustrates you because you know he better than what he's showing on the field. <clears throat> but uh, thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much, man. I, I appreciate the call. No problem, bro. All right, take it easy. Yeah, man. I mean, look, that's that's the frustrating thing about it. Like, is, is he Jalen Ramsey? Hell no. Like, he's not. Uh, is he Trey White? No. Is he Jaya Alexander? No, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, he's a solid cornerback. He's elite when he wants to be. But, I mean, he, he definitely needs to step it up, man. I, I just think that he he plays hard when guys do something to him, like pushing him, slapping him, calling him a punk. You know what I'm saying? Fighting. Like, man, don't take all that, man. Go out there and lock that dude down. Or, I mean, maybe he's just not wired that way. I was watching a game on Thanksgiving, and they showed, like, uh, Stefan Diggs on the sideline and this dude was like dialed in like dude his, his teammates came up there dapping him off he just focused like looking like like he was in a zone he went out there and he was in that zone had Marshall Lattimore looking like Gregory Hines straight tap dancing out there on the field I'm like god dog man Sabian Glover or something I mean sometimes you know I, I don't know guys aren't wired like that all the time but I mean it, it just seemed like to me man that switch is going on and off man all right. Sometimes it looked like he paid his light bill. Sometimes it looked like he slipped in the dark. I'm gonna go with Soul Fingers. Soul Fingers, how you doing, man? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing fine, man. Thank you, you for me? being a part of the show. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you, man. You can hear me. Uh, hey, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. Welcome. Hey, first of all, glad you're doing better, my man. You know, uh, yeah. prayers up and everything. Uh, good to see you back on the show. Thank um, you, man. Shout out to everybody. Who that, who that, who that. Um, I just got a couple of things to shoot out there real quick. Um, yeah, go ahead. Regarding, well, one regard one regarding this the season, man. Look, we got a gremlin running around and, and that little joker hitting up everybody. Everybody's injured. Uh <laughs> it's just bad. I never seen anything like this. It's like you got a a, a bunch of black cats and and <laughs> Three leaf clovers running around in locker room. It makes Man, no sense. Real. I've, real. I've, I've never seen anything in my life like this. It's like we got a reverse, we got that reverse good luck curse. And what you know what I mean by that? We just get nothing but bad luck. <laughs> um, shout out. It's 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 crazy because now, you know, it could be without Cam and everybody else is hurt. So, you know, yep. I would just say, just you know. I was telling, you know, my, my man out here, we were talking about it. We always watch the games together. I told him, but the way things are now, I'll just, we might as well become no limit soldiers and roll out the tank. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I've been hearing that quite a bit tonight, man. 
Look, I man, it's it just well, a competitive. It's just a competitive, uh, competitor in me, soul fingers. I can't, I, I, I can't say tank. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I put it like, I, I know, and look, I know, you and know, it's, look, it's but, painful to say. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, my bad, man. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I would, no. I was just going to say, you know, based on this season. I mean, the season gonna tank itself because I can't see the Saints yeah. being able to score with any other team out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't see this team putting up any type of offense to a point where they're gonna be competitive in most of these games. So the season pretty much gonna take care of itself. I just want to see these guys be as competitive yeah. as they possibly can. I don't want to see a guy tank. Yeah. It, it's like it's like yeah. it, it's like my it, it's like. You know, me telling my 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 son, you know what I'm saying? My well, my son is two, but if he plays uh Pop Warner or something, and I tell him, Well, y'all ain't gonna win anyway, because that team over there taller than y'all, and so y'all might as well just go out there and just have a good time. No, you know what I'm saying? I can't I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, even yeah. though I know no, I, the I, inevitable I gonna happen, I, I wanna say, son, you can get them. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think it's gonna take care of itself anyway, but I don't wanna see him tank. <laughs> and the thing about it, it's all these doggone injuries, man. And I yep. hate, I hate that that it went out like this. And other thing too, we've been spoiled with, real, with a lot of good luck mm-hmm. that we never seen anything like this. Right. So I mean, granted, for you know, you got some that haven't been around long enough, but you know, with bad records. But when you go back to them eighties and them seventies, man, when mm-hmm. things were just man, it was feast. Of, it was really famine. It wasn't no feast to it. Right. Um, it's just all the injuries, and it, and it is working itself out. Yeah. We got to address the receiving uh, situation. Uh, I was on I was on on the show before, and I told you we came rolling in there with ninety nine cent store dollar general wide receivers and tight ends, man. <laughs> you cannot do that. No, nah, you can't. And, I mean, that's the truth. Yeah, and, it, and and so and and a quarterback, and then the other thing is is I'm frustrated because. Davenport, man, this cat is down. You know, availability is the best ability. Mm-hmm. When he's on the field, he when he's healthy, he shows you something. He hell when but he's well. The thing it. is, yeah, you know, is and then as you say, you know, if he plays well, if it was a fifth, we all be full. Right. This is ridiculous. Right. He stays hurt, so we got to address that and and get the money together. We got to get our money right, and I um and I agree with everything you said about CD Dukes. Yeah. I really do. It, it wasn't the same. Um, while I watched the game when he went down, I was like, oh lord, I was like, oh lord, not again, no, not him, oh lord, mm-hmm. not another injury. Right. And then they said he put the boot on. I was like, man, first Jameis, you know, we got when Jameis got went down, and that was a dirty play. I don't care what you say. Mm-hmm. Um. And then him, I was like, yep. man, we just can't get it together. And yep. you know, I like Marcus, but sometimes Marcus get caught lunching, man. I don't know what he's doing. It's it's like that Dave Chappelle skit when he said he, he's off in another land, another world, mm-hmm. where he's playing the flute and going on. Just, <laughs> he, he gets caught in bad situations. Yeah, he really does. I, I like him, but you're right. You said everything you said regarding that situation is you hit the nail on the head with a sledgehammer. He gets um, he doesn't put fear. And we need that guy. I like him, and he's 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 and he's come a long way since the Minnesota miracle, which that still hurt my heart and I have nightmares right. about. But mm-hmm. um, we just got to get it together, man. 
You know, right. this this season, I felt like Trey on Boys in the Hood. I'm just swinging at the air the whole, just just swinging at like Trey was in Boys in the Hood after this season, <laughs> just injury after injury. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's just a rough season, man. But at the same time, it's not like one of those seasons where it's just so whole hum to a point where you just don't understand. Like you go into the season with all of these high expectations, and you don't understand like why your team is not being successful. It's it's a it's easier to swallow because you know that the reason why this team isn't mm-hmm. as competitive as you expect is because they're dealing with all these injuries. It's not like can you imagine like going into the season being a Jaguar fan or being a Jet fan, right? Oh, you know what I'm saying, yeah. like or like, a Lions fan. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying, like even with the Lions, like you think, okay, man, we got a new coach, new culture. We got Matt, Matt Patricia bumped uh, tail up out of here. All right, we can do something. And then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying, you win in your first game in what, week 13. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's that's hard to fathom because we're playing tough. We're trying to do everything that we can to win. You know what I'm saying? We there in the end, but we just don't come out with the winning result. With the Saints, it's like all these injuries, like you just alluded to, uh, Soul Fingers, because that's the reason why we're not in the position we want to be in. It's just yeah. bad luck. You know what I'm saying? It's just a a bad yeah, yeah, chicken yeah. bone buried underneath the Superdome somewhere that somebody put down and then bear it didn't uh dig I, I, up. Yeah, man, I'm oh. for real, man. For real, man. man. I, I don't a, know. You I know got a homeboy as a uh I was I got a homeboy as a Lions fan, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and he talked all that noise, and I'm like, bruh, you you your record is always beating everybody in reverse. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just all horrible. You you and the Jaguars should be playing each other to see who's the sorriest. <laughs> really, hey man. And, but and, look, and for us, it's... but that but that game on in week thirteen, man. I mean, when that when Jared Goff threw that last uh, minute touchdown to St. Brown, man, that was all. That was almost like your team just punched their ticket to the Super Bowl the way those fans felt. And, and a part well, of me, was, like, man, it was. And a part of me was it was happy for that fan base, man. Especially all the stuff going through. You know, they had that uh that, that mass murder out there, you know what I'm saying, in that area, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Everybody well kind of heard. Yeah, they, they they needed that dub, man. So man, I, I'm I'm yeah. ha- I was happy. And, and I joked around with them. Yeah, I joked around with them, but I told you, I know what it we know what it is. You know, those of us been around in who that nation for a while older, we know what it is to have those, you know bad bad years when you just can't yep. get together but this has yep. been different because of the injury bug i told you that gremlin running around with a crowbar and a baseball bat and he doing catch in yep. um and, and I'm, I'm glad you know it's good for him they need that but next year like i said next year is going to be a different year I, I you know i, I always believe in our front office mickey loomis is going to make something happen they get this you know they all oh they can't do anything because of salary cap blah 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 Mickey always he makes it happen, man. He he makes it happen. He makes it all come together like butt cheeks. We're gonna be fine. It's just that we gotta stay the course and just be just be cool with it, man. It's just it's a hard pill to swallow with the injuries because we lost games that we we knew if we were healthy, man. We molly cats all over the place, man. Yeah, that's what it is. And if we had and if we we're healthy, because if Michael Thomas is there, we're not really as worried with our, our receivers because. Traquan and all of them. Now I'm giving uh, Traquan had his opportunity, can't get it together. And I just have a question for you, uh, TJ. Mm-hmm. Why in the world did we bring in Kevin White, and you had little Jordan Humphrey sitting there the whole time with, with with healthy scratches? Man, 
look <laughs> soul fingers uh i'm gonna I'm answer your question man i got a few more calls uh before we uh close out the show i'm gonna answer your question but uh i want to say uh i appreciate your uh commentary and uh thank you so much man you call back anytime yes indeed all right yeah but to answer soul fingers uh question um look i wanted kevin white to succeed because man when you see guys going through adversity you want to see them overcome that adversity right you want to see them overcome it um this guy had a, a, a long string of the bad luck uh you know got drafted by chicago top 10 pick kept getting hurt um so a part of me was like yeah but as i seen this dude out here getting passes opportunities passes being thrown to him couldn't make a play okay look, look i'm gonna tell i'm gonna say it like this people was like man trevor simeon need to throw it to him in his hands hey bro if you're a top 10 pick you you're a top 10 pick because you can make all the catches and maybe some of them circus acrobatic unbelievable i can't believe he just caught that type catches if you're a top 10 pick at receiver that's the type of receiver you're supposed to be you're supposed to be able to catch mostly everything that gets thrown to you okay you're supposed to have really good borderline elite hands okay so the fact that this dude needs the ball thrown to him in his hands right here okay right on the on the numbers you know what i'm saying tells me that you know what I'm saying he couldn't do it because even when they tried to throw it to him on the numbers he dropped it but little john humphreys uh you know healthy scratch i don't know what it is i don't know if he just don't practice hard i don't know if sean payton just don't like the way he, he hustles i don't know what it is but a blind man can see ray charles stevie wonder okay um you know what i'm saying um what, what's the dude name you know what i'm saying like the, the cartoon guy mr magoo could see that uh lil john humphreys is better than kevin white at this particular stage okay i mean lil john humphreys for the last two weeks <clears throat> until that fourth quarter uh touchdown by deontay harris was leading the team in receptions okay that last reception by Deontay Harris put him over Lil Jordan Humphreys. So that would have been two weeks in a row. Lil Jordan would have been leading your team in receiving. Now, even though, I mean, it's a very ho-hummish 40-some-odd yards, but still, okay? This dude was in street clothes a couple weeks ago. Guys in street clothes don't need to be leading in no statistical category at any time, okay? So there you have it. Okay, we're going to finish out this uh, show. We got two more calls uh i'm gonna go with uh charles charles uh, how you doing man what's up tj how you, how you doing man i'm doing just fine man uh, what you got for us man we got i'm sorry we just got a few more minutes man before we close it's, up it's cool. it's cool it's cool i haven't been watching the call you show man how you been i've been all right man thank you so much man i, I appreciate it man how you been i, I ain't hear from you in a while I've, I've been good man i've been good that's good man so uh, what, what what you got for us man what, what you think about the team man what you want to talk about at this point, like everybody else been saying, man, I know it's hard to say tank, but look, gotta understand some double the Saints should have traded Karaman said before the trade deadline. I'm gonna tell you why real quick. Because mm-hmm. we need that extra draft pick, you know. And we know he's gonna be out out the door anyway at the end of the right. season, you know. Right. With our cap our cap salary. So right. he should have been traded. Um he should have Probably not looking at trading Sam Jordan, maybe one of them two, too, because Sam Jordan on the wrong side of 30. You know, right. I love him. Me but too. at the end of the day, 
Gotta replace him. This, this year again, either, either second round pick or third round pick, whatever you want to get. Right. First round, wide right. receiver, of course. Yeah. Resign Jameis. Maybe a three year deal, about 50, 60 million, depending on uh, what he is willing to accept. And run it back. What we got, you know? Yeah. I believe this. All we need is a receiver that's one catch the ball, you know? Right. That is go out there and get it. Because Mike is coming to get a double team. Either way, so that's gonna leave everybody else open to get open, and maybe it may be try to look at uh Gallup over there from Dallas or um Myers against the Patriots, right? If he's available, right? And, you know, do that, yeah. That's my thoughts on that, yeah. Let's back I mean, healthy, mm-hmm. then we good, yeah. I mean, that make a lot of sense, man. Uh, definitely want to get yourself a solid number two. Um, I said at the uh, um, during the show, I, I'm I'm big Juju Smith Schuster fan. Uh, wouldn't mind seeing Michael Gallup, but I feel like Michael Gallup probably gonna uh, get some number one money. Uh, somebody probably gonna pay him like a number one receiver, give him an opportunity. Uh, but I would like to see somebody like Juju Smith Schuster because number one, Juju, when he had the opportunity to be that number one when Antonio Brown left Pittsburgh, he didn't live up to that. Okay, so that shows you right there that. Maybe he's not that number one. Gave them the opportunity to be a number one, didn't live up to it. Hey, you can be, you can get that number two, be that, you know what I'm saying, that potential number one if a, if a number one goes down on, a, on another team. And then you get yourself somebody in the draft, a rookie, who I feel like, you know, somebody that can come in, uh, that can make some noise, man. So I, I do think they need to restructure one, two, and three respectively. Uh, no disrespect to any one of those guys, but we need some playmakers, man. We don't need a bunch of role players, some three-point shooters on this team, man. Sometimes we need somebody that's going to make their own shot. And some people that, that follow basketball, y'all know what I'm talking about, a person that can create their own shot. Some people can't do that, right? You know what I'm saying? Those role players, they can't do that. So, I mean, sometimes you need those guys that can go out there and, and handle their business and, and do it and do things on their own. Uh, Charles, you got anything else, man? One last thing I'm going to say is this. Um, as far as getting Chris Rashard back, I can add the comments. Uh, find him again. Yeah. Keep, keep him on, the, on his defensive unit. You want to need him next year. Yeah. I think I think that he would be a really good defensive coordinator. Uh, Charles, thank you so much, man. Appreciate the call. No problem. All right. All right. Finally, we're going to go to the last uh, call of the night. Uh, Great White North up there in Canada. Got my guy. Got the greatest name of all time. Got my guy, Tim, man. Tim, what's going on, man? How you doing? TJ Jones, the host. Yes, sir. Oh, the state of the famous podcast, man. I'm good, brother. I'm not going to keep you too long because I know it's late. Well, it's about 1 o'clock over here, so I'm just assuming yeah. that you're probably going to yeah. yeah, it's 1 o'clock here as well, man. For sure, for sure, for sure. But, yeah, no, I just definitely wanted to reach out to you since you were ill. Just wanted to know how you were doing, man, how – is doing how the whole family's doing yeah man i'm doing just fine man i, I just got over um being sick uh dealing with the flu um i got diagnosed i guess last tuesday at type a uh, influenza yeah Paxton uh, is, is still a little sick man he's having a fever right now my wife believe he has strep throat she's gonna take him to the doctor tomorrow he definitely hasn't been as rambunctious self he's been real clingy so we know what time it is with that so she's gonna take him to the doctor man so Hopefully my little man will be at 100% in a couple of days, man. 100%, man. You know my prayers are to you and your family, bro. 
I'm just Trap Packs is gonna make a comeback, just like the Saints are hopefully gonna make a comeback in, uh, in a couple of days. Hopefully, he's not out four to six weeks, like uh, something you say. We put him on IR. Don't worry, Paxton will be back before Michael Thomas gets an actual snap on the field. That's for sure. Okay, I, I guarantee you that. I, 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 I can guarantee that. Amen, amen. But yeah, I wanted to say, check this out, TJ. This is the kind of year or season you should say the Saints are having. Remember Brian Johnson, the kicker that yeah. we got rid of? Yeah. The guy just kicked a winning field goal for Washington over the Oakland. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, man. I'm like, man. That, but when it rains, it pours, man. That just shows you, like you said, Tim. That's the type of season that this is, man. You know, everybody can do something else with some other team other than the Saints. I mean, it's just, whoo, that's just the it, way it goes, man. It blows my mind. And like, I even watch um, Alex Anzalone like playing with his hair on fire on the Detroit Lions. And I'm just like, I don't know what it is, whether it's maybe you're on a different team, you got to prove something. But yeah. yeah, it's been rough. And then now with the Taysom injury, I was just like, when I saw Taysom, <laughs> I don't know. I googled what it was. It's called a mallet finger. When I once I saw that injury, I, was, I literally I, I watched the game, but like my blood pressure just went down because I didn't have to worry about the rest of the game. I knew how. It was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a cheat sheet at the house, Tim. So any weird injuries that a, that a, a player has, I just look over to my wife and be like, "What does it mean?" And she's like, <laughs> and she just nonchalantly says, "Well, it's just something with your finger." I'm like, "Okay." Is it bad? She like it can be. You know, my wife. You know, my wife don't care about football, man. She she just wondering what the what the heck are you asking me about medical stuff when I'm off work? But uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, well, man. No, but for real, as a Saints fan, maybe you can get her on the medical staff because I don't know what is happening yeah. this year, man. Like I remember last year with the 49ers, like everybody was just dropping like flies. Yeah, like, I feel like it's just like, you can look at the Saints like old line. Everyone's got an arm cast because like something is going. So I'm just like, is that something that we're gonna have to address in the future? Where like, okay, we have to like obviously we're not experts in medical field, but like right. I just feel like next year is gonna come. And my mom was asking me because my mom is now a Saints fan because of me. She was like, mm. I know you're looking forward to next year, but what's to stop injuries from happening next year too? And I'm just like, mom, I do not. Know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know if you ever seen the movie uh, The Green Mile with Michael oh, Clark. Yeah, John Coffee, man. Uh, look, they're going to have to get John Coffee over the medical staff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Boss. <laughs> you got to eat. to see him, boss. <laughs> you got to Andrew Speed, give me your arm. You call John Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> we need a miracle. Cause honestly, man, like obviously, like I'm glad, like, like I said, I'm not gonna keep you long. Obviously thinking that we're gonna go for Jameis, because like let's be honest, the Saints right now don't look attractive other than having Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. Yep. Every other team looks more attractive offensively. Defensively, we're still there. So I have no hope in um, Russell Wilson or uh, Aaron Rodgers coming on, even Deshaun Watson, because we know Houston will rather give up half their city than let him go. So right. I feel like we might as well just go again for Jameis Winston, pray for the best. And like we were talking about drafting, at least, even if it's just a decent wide receiver from the draft, yeah, just a decent, we don't have to go first. Or it could be fourth round, just a decent one to compliment Michael Thomas. I think we can train them up. And if they have like that rookie dog mentality, they can, you know, fight for that position. So 
Like, I'm looking forward to the future. I'm still watching every single game. You know, yeah. it's a wing and a prayer if we can win four or five more games, you know. Take some time, who knows? Maybe a T-Bow magic can happen, you know. <laughs> <laughs> who knows, man? <laughs> hey, we need to do something, man. We need to do something, but... Definitely um, need to uh, definitely need to walk on the green mile, man. Get your coffee out this day. I think that'll solve a lot of the problems, man. Hopefully, we can get some players up. Oh uh, man, we had John Coffee on the staff. We'll be in the Super Bowl. Oh, are you, but, you uh, kidding? <laughs> <laughs> would have brought uh, uh, Drew Brees' ribs back. Would have brought the finger back. Oh, would have got Mister well, Mister Jingles. What is the mouse name? Mister Jingles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Get> Mister <laughs> Jingles. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Jingles living a hundred plus years, man. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, them boys out there. <laughs> boss. Mr. Jenkins in the same jersey. <laughs> oh man, TJ, it's good to see you, man. It's good yeah. to hear your voice is back. It's good yeah, to man. see you back on the live, man. And I appreciate you for taking my call, bro. Thanks for waiting. Uh, uh, no problem, Tim, man. Thank you so much, man. Uh appreciate you being here, man. Shouts out to you out there in Canada, man. And uh Really do appreciate the love, man. Call back anytime. Who that, my brother? Who that? Yeah, man. Shout out to my guy, Tim, man. For real, man. Boy, I need John Coffee, man. I'm off of Todd, there, boss. Dog Todd. All right, folks. But uh, long story short, man, look, I'm not a big fan of tanking. Um, understand some people want James. Understand people want uh, maybe – Look at some of these uh, high-profile quarterbacks. We're going to be talking about all that stuff down the line. I see even see Justin uh, out here talking about Kirk Cousins, okay? Kirk Cousins. They, they, his name even showed up. Don't know what's going to happen, but I'm st- super excited to talk about this. Don't know what the Saints are going to do this week. Don't know what they're going to do versus the Jets, but we're going to be talking about it. We're going to get you uh, all the news and up-to-the-date information on New Orleans Saints. Headed up to their week 14 game versus the New York Jets. But this has been the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all so much. I know this was a very unconventional show. Went a lo- much longer, but y'all know I've been sick, man. So I just want to show everybody some love, man. See where everybody here was at. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. YouTube.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio anchor fm you can check it out on the pigskin podcast network and also we're brought to you by draftkings.com and also manscape.com you all have a great night have a great morning evening whenever you're checking out this podcast like always all i gotta say is who that